You ready? 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 One, two, three, four! podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. 
Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk nothing but sports for the duration of the show. We have a lot on the plate tonight. We have, of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs fully very well underway. We have a new gambling incident that has taken place in the NFL that does have uh, repercussions when it comes to this upcoming season. We'll talk about that. We also have some NBA awards to discuss. Uh, a couple of uh, Major League Baseball transactions and injuries uh, to take note of, and I'm sure there's probably more that we're going to get to. Uh, a reminder to anybody who hasn't done so yet, uh, if you want to listen to any of our Survivor or Big Brother recaps, uh, you can do so by subscribing to the Missy AE podcast by going to blogtalkradio.com slash AE. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all those other major uh, podcast networks. Uh, I currently have Lou and Diane uh, joining uh, joining me uh, early on to start off the show tonight. Lou and Diane, how are, how are the two of you tonight? All right. Wet, but all right. Yeah, there's a storm outside. Uh, I haven't gotten. I, I, I don't. After dinner. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think we've got. I don't think we've gotten it yet over here. Because you? Well, at least I haven't heard anything. We're but, here. Uh, We're still here. Am... <laughs> where are you? Where's your Steve? And where are you from? Well, I'm 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 over I'm over in Massachusetts, so uh, it's probably coming up my way. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> right now I only have uh, I only have like rain showers. It's not really raining actually outside yet, but uh, it should be it should be fairly soon probably. If uh, if you guys are if you guys are getting hammered with a storm right now, I'm probably uh, not that far behind. Well, yeah, right. I don't know how big the, I don't know how long the storm is going to last. I do hear a thunder where I am. We'll be okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, hopefully, hopefully my life will stay on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I'm glad I might have to leave the show. Right. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll probably stay on. Normally, uh, normally, uh, some storms that have that have come around uh, recently, they haven't really been up to that uh, up to that level of uh, of intensity. Correct. Yeah. But anyway, but anyways, we have a lot to get to tonight. We have, of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs to talk about and the uh, NBA playoffs to discuss. We do have a couple of games underway, actually. First, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, at the end of the second period, the Tampa Bay Lightning hold a slim one-goal lead over the Toronto Maple Leafs, three to two. Very slim. With that series okay. tied up at one game apiece. Uh, also, at the end of one 
with the New York Rangers leading their series two games to none. Uh, we are currently scoreless in game three. So I figured oh, uh, the Devils getting scored and the Rangers getting scored. <laughs> well, this is the game I kind of expected in the first two games, and now it's finally catching up. Yeah, it, it is kind yeah, of surprising, the Lou, actually. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the Devils can make this uh, can make this a series because I mean New yes. York they have the opportunity to uh, to put a stranglehold on uh, on on the uh, series if they end up uh, if they end up taking tonight's game. Exactly. Uh-huh. But uh, we do also have uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the Seattle Kraken set to take on uh, game three with that series tied up at a game piece. And honestly, that ga- that series could very easily be 2-0 two, uh, two as well with Seattle giving up a, uh, a two-goal two lead in game two for Colorado to come back and win 3-2. to two. Yes. Uh, we do have a final from earlier today. The Vegas Golden Knights with a 5-4 to four victory over the Winnipeg Jets. I believe this was, yeah, in two overtimes. Uh, so Vegas now leads that series two games to one. And Winnipeg actually just got even, even more worse news because not only are they dealing uh, with an injury to Nikolai Ehlers, who has been out for the entire the entire series so far. But now they will lose Josh Morrissey, their top defenseman, for the entire rest of the series. Now you're As in he trouble. is currently Yeah, exactly, Lou. Now you're in deep trouble. If you're if you're Winnipeg, you're down two games to one and it's a huge blow because uh, Josh Morrissey was thrown around in the Norris Trophy conversation uh, in a season where he scored 16 goals and 76 points for uh, for a defenseman this year. And okay, what is actually, the Norris Trophy? That goes to the best. Uh, that's the best league. Yeah, that goes to the uh, to the best defenseman of the of the league. So. Okay. For more for Morrissey having his name in that conversation, uh, that's I mean that's pretty uh, th- that's maybe the worst news that you can possibly get if you're if you're a member of the uh, of the Winnipeg Jets. And now you face you you, you face uh, going down well you are down two games to one in the in the series right now and now you're going to have to deal without your uh, your top defenseman for the entire rest of the series. And, oh, that's not good. Uh, nope, that's a problem. I don't know about you, Lou, but it, it kind of seems like this one was made – this series has been maybe a little bit of a surprise because Vegas was seen as one of the top – or they were the kings of the Western Conference this year. Yes. And I don't think I don't think a lot of people were putting much stock into Winnipeg potentially making a run, but no, Winnipeg ended no, up no. shocking. Winnipeg ended up shocking Vegas in Game One, 
before Vegas ultimately ended up uh, ended up tying things up in game two, and then as you know, as we saw earlier, as we saw earlier, taking taking the series lead today. We can say so, the Bruins in game two. I didn't expect that. But then again, with Bergeron uh, having an injury, that might have been a factor. Oh, yeah, that's another, that's another, that's another thing, too. the kings of the West Division, and who's the kings of the East Division? Well, the kings of the East are the Boston Bruins, who yeah. uh, who okay. themselves have a two-to-one uh, – they themselves have a two-one series lead over the Florida Panthers uh, with uh, – and. Keep in mind, this was this was without Bergeron, without Patrice Bergeron, who looks to be on his way to another Selkie Trophy, and which, by the way, will be I think his sixth. Uh, which I mean, no, nobody, uh, you know, nobody even has five other than him right now to begin with. So now he seems to be probably in line for his sixth Selkie Trophy. I mean, at this at this point, Lou, you kind of think that they should probably name the uh, name the trophy after him at this point. Oh, I think they will by next year. What the Patrice Bergeron Trophy? Yeah. I mean, they might they might as well. You know, Bergeron is basically reinventing what it means. He, he's basically reinventing what it means to be a defensive forward in the league. You can say that again. But I mean, you know, uh, he's, that's, he's got a Boston. Uh, that's how he's got a Boston to um, you know, their last Stanley Cup. Right. Yeah. You know, th- this may be his. This may be his last opportunity at a Stanley Cup because Boston, oh, yeah. due to the contracts that they signed for both Krejci and Bergeron, they'll now be facing. A penalty of four and a half million dollars next year due to ooh, ooh. Uh, bonus due to bonus overages. That's a hell of a penalty. Oh, so, so they'll have to pay four and a half million between Bergeron and Krejci because of certain bonuses that they had put into the players' contracts in order to get them to agree to. A lesser salary this year. That, that's how they've been able to fit all of the all of the the roster players that they've had this year. Yeah. And now, you know, you're probably looking at realistically in Boston's case the last opportunity of the Bergeron Krejci era. Mm. Um. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, you know they're uh, it's, they're not getting any younger. Krejci literally just no. came back from being overseas last year. He he came back this year for one more go at it, and considering the fact that you know they spent a whole bunch of money to keep David Pasternak in town, uh, yeah. and not to mention the four and a half million dollar penalty that they're facing. Okay. You know, you're probably you're pro you're probably looking at a lot of players leaving town in free agency. 
and took to me the brushing rooms. Hmm. Well, I think so, all things do come to an end. It looks like for Boston, this just might be, uh, be the uh, last hurrah for a little while. Yeah. It kind of makes sense, Lou, when you think about it. All the moves that they've made this year kind of make sense now. That they basically have sacrificed the next two years of draft capital in order wow. to try and go all in for this year. Ooh. Because literally the next three years, I believe they don't. I don't. I believe they don't even have a pick in the first three rounds of the next two years. Wow. Whoa! So they literally went all in just to to try and get a Stanley Cup for this year because Bergeron. Bergeron probably is there, – there's a reason why he played in Montreal right before the playoffs started. Yeah. Because, number one, it was probably going to be his last game playing in Montreal. Mm. And number two, he ended up playing in front of his dad who ended up uh, – you know, who's battling cancer right now. So – and that's the game that Bergeron ended up getting injured in. Uh, although it wasn't known to everybody else until literally after right. the season had ended. Right. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot yeah. of variables at play for the Bruins, but after the Bruins got smacked around in game 2, game 3 they come back they they come in last night score four unanswered goals to make it 4 nothing before Florida put up two of their own. And honestly, the second one I don't think should even count because, Lou, uh, Lou you, you, know, you know about the rules. Uh, answer, this, answer this for me. Sure. If, if the whistle blows, yes. the play is dead, correct? The play is dead. Everybody knows that. Well, there was one goal. There was one goal that happened last night where the whistle was blown, the play was ruled dead, or or the play was supposed to have been ruled dead, and the puck had gone in, but the whistle blew before the puck crossed the net, or before the puck crossed the line, and they still ruled it a goal. Can't do that. For who? For for Florida. Um. Right. So in that. my in my eyes in my eyes, Allmark only gave up one goal yesterday. Right. I I, I mean I I know I know it says it on the scorecard it says four to two but I don't really count I don't really take that oh. that second goal into consideration because you know what I think you know I think I think the referees have their favorite teams and they show favoritism that way. You might be right about that, Doc. You might be right. Well, yeah, Diane, you do have a point. It's you know, it's not it's not much of a uh, of a mystery that no. referees probably the referees probably do favor certain teams. 
Now, I'm not saying that, you know, maybe perhaps it was a judgment call uh, in this case because literally the puck never stopped moving. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know why the whistle was blown. The referee must have thought the play was dead, that that the goaltender had, had, that Allmark had a piece of it. But the whistle blew and the puck was still moving. Like the puck never stopped moving. So, Mm. I guess that, you know, but ultimately they decided to award him the goal, but. You know, it, it it just it it makes you wonder. During the regular season, would that have been ruled a goal, or would that have been called back? Because in my that opinion, I think back. that would have been called back. It wasn't really. It wasn't a judgment call. The ref blew the whistle at the wrong time. Hmm? Mm. I think about. I'm, it might I'm have sure the refs again. make mistakes too. Hmm? Yeah, but oh yeah, but you know it's, it's a playoff, so you gotta make the right you gotta make the right call. Right. Therefore, you can't yeah, afford I, to be, I, you know. I I know the refs definitely make mistakes, but you know, mm-hmm. like like Lou said, it's the playoffs. You gotta be on your A game, not just players, yeah. but also referees. Right. Especially if it's and hateful. Yeah, but you know, to be fair, I can see, I can see where the referees would get would mistake it for being uh, being saved by the by the goaltender. But at the same time, why didn't they check instant replay? Yeah, yeah, uh, they should have. If you check, all you have to do is check instant replay. Hear the hear when you blew the whistle and where the puck was at the time of the whistle. But the th- the thing is, they never they didn't go to instant replay yesterday. So, I I honestly I don't understand uh, what yeah you know I I don't understand why that why they didn't yeah. But anyways, Lou, uh, we have currently this this series stay, stands at 2 to 1 in favor of Boston. Game 4 is set for tomorrow at 2 o'clock and Bergeron will not play. Bergeron is very likely to return for game 5. David yes. Krejci David Krejci is considered to be a game time decision uh according to nhl.com. And Honestly, in my in in my opinion, you know I love I love Krejci. I love uh, everything that he did for the that he's done for the team over his career. But his line just got absolutely abused in Game Two mm. by Alexander Barkov's line. So maybe Krejci sitting out isn't necessarily a bad thing for Game no. Four. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on this on on this Lou? Uh, the Bruins attempting to go up three games to one without two of their top centers uh, for for tomorrow's game. That could be that could be very difficult. I mean, because when you're out your best players, especially in playoff time, that is a very difficult task. Um, you know, master. I mean, you know, because you had your two top scores 
all year. Akali won uh, 65 games, 135 points. Without them, it's going to be a much tougher game to win. So this is so uh, we could be looking at something. Uh, we could be looking at something very significant here. A significant loss by the Bruins. Yeah, it could be. It could be the chance. You know, you know for, what this um, is going to. I mean, this could be, you know, they could be an easy target for a, for a loss here. Possibly. Uh, the one thing I will say is Charlie Coyle is literally the closest thing that the Bruins have to Patrice Bergeron, to a, yeah, to a Patrice Bergeron replacement. Because Coyle played absolutely well on the first line in game three. Right. Yeah, is so, Coyle a defenseman, a forward, an offenseman? Uh, he's a forward. He's a forward. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's a center. A good one. I'll give you that. Yeah, he used to be a center. I think it was for the Minnesota Wild before they ended up, or before he ended up signing in free agency a couple of years ago to come to Boston. Right. So, you know, ultimately, Lou, how, how do you think this series pans out? Do you think uh, the the Bruins will advance, or could we see a potential upset with how Florida has played thus far? Well, depending on, you know, depending on how long uh, Patrice is out and, you know, the Krejci, uh no, I still think the I still think Bruins are going to win, but it's going to take longer than I thought. I mean, I was expecting it to kind of roll over them, to roll over Florida and have an easy four-game sweep. Now we can throw that out the window. It might it might take six or seven games. I would not rule that out. I think there there is the possibility that the, that Florida could could tie things up tomorrow. So that's my prediction. Before. My question, my question that I'm wondering is who's going to start in net. Because Allmark did not look like the same Allmark that the fans saw during the regular season. He looked a little uneasy, so to speak. He looked uncomfortable out there. Yeah. So it kind of makes me wonder if they may start Swayman for game four. I think I'd go with Swayman. Who's Swayman? Is he from Florida? No, no. He's uh, the backup for uh, Boston. Okay. Oh, he was getting physical. Sorry, but, uh, I don't Diane, know what are, the Boston, Florida players. Uh, Diane, what are, what are your thoughts on on this Boston, Florida series? You have Boston, who broke so many records this year, and they they currently lead two games to one. But Florida, mm-hmm. they've they've shown that they're not gonna that they they're not gonna lie down and just uh, and just fade away. So Dude. what are, what are your thoughts? Do you think do you think Florida has a has a shot of potentially upsetting the Bruins? Yes. I mean, it, it is definitely possible. <laughs> By the way, a score update, Kreider scores at 3.39 of the second period, and the Rangers with a one to nothing lead 
on the Devils. But the Devils oh, great. have We're gonna officially... Oh, great. We're going to have the power play, guy. Not only. Yeah, okay. the Devils... The Devils did did just uh, start the power play on a on a tripping penalty against Barkley Gaudreau. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, the game is uh, still going on. Oh, in the second period. Yeah, it is. Uh huh. Speaking of speaking of which, I mean, let's 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 move over to this series uh, with New York and New Jersey. Now. New Jersey, yeah. it's been a long time since they've seen the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, yeah, quite it's frankly, been a long the time last... since they've run the Stanley Cup. The longer for us. Yeah, since the, I think since the late 2000s, I think. When, wait, when was the last time that Brodeur won? 2003. Was it 03? 03. Huh, okay. Uh, why uh, did you think they won in 2008? Nope, nope. Uh, that went to Pittsburgh. Oh, right. No, That's right, no, right. Detroit. Detroit won 28. Sorry, Detroit won 28, Pittsburgh won 2009. That's right. I forgot I forgot about that. Yes. Okay, uh, you were with so me that this... night when they won the 23 Cup. You were with me that night. Right. Okay, so this is actually this is New Jersey's mm-hmm. uh, first playoff appearance since well since since Taylor Hall was in a was in a uh, Devils uniform, which yes, uh, honestly has been has been quite some time uh, oh, over, yeah. the, over the last couple of years. I wish he was back in a Devils uniform. Yeah, but. The Devils, I mean, they're they're facing a two a two nothing hole with uh and by, by the way it was the 2017-2018 season that they were last yeah. in uh, where they were eliminated in five games. I mean they're facing a two nothing hole and potentially a three nothing hole depending on if they if they're able to come back in this game or not. Uh, what are you what are your thoughts about this, Lou? I mean, what's what's the problem with the Devils? Well, I think it's uh, like a defense. They don't seem to be showing it. And Raiders, you know, they're putting up, you know, throwing them the, on the offense in the first few games alone. Devils also have a lot of players who are, I think we're experiencing a lot of jitters uh, in the first few games, especially the first game. I mean, for a lot of them, it's their first time playing, and they just haven't gotten used to it. And, you know, especially for, um, you know, for uh, the Golden Boy, Jack, uh, you know, he hasn't, you know, I mean, he did a great regular season, but when it came to the playoffs, I mean, he just froze up. Okay, he got a penalty shot goal in game one, but that was about it. So, uh, Jack Hughes is not becoming uh, the devil's hero as everybody thought it was. And New York has more experienced players. Uh, you know, you got to the band, yeah, you got great goaltending. Could be the Rangers series. And remember that the division between the Devils and Rangers is very tight this year, so I didn't really see, you know, the Devils running away with, with this series at all. I expected, you know, to be although it's going to be a lot closer, uh, you know, like, like tonight's game. Like one and two were not what I expected. This game was what more I thought it was going to be so far. Right. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people expected it to be fairly close. I mean, they know each other, fairly they close. each other, you know, think about it. I mean, this is a rivalry 
the best rivalry in hockey, you know, probably since, you know, uh, Detroit and Montreal, the original six, or Detroit and Chicago. You know, these teams do not like each other. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Well, you get the idea, you know. They know each other. They, yeah. uh, they want each other. That's how we do. You know, it's just, that's just who this, these teams are. Uh, let me bring let me bring in Alex. Uh, Alex, how are you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, guys? Doing well. Rangers one zero. And they're for now. Yep. Yep. That's that, a, that's what we're discussing right now. right now. Come on, Devil. Right more. <laughs> I mean, Alex, let's get your thoughts on on the Devils and Rangers. Uh, you know, a lot of people expected oh. this to be a fairly a fairly close series, and. Yes. It's been anything but so far with uh, with the Devils being outscored ten to two through two game or technically eleven to two through three games uh, so far with game three currently uh, currently underway. Yeah, the Rangers' high voltage offense has been scoring goals. Right. Surprisingly, their defense has been proving me wrong and a lot of people wrong that said the defense was a question mark. So, but I mean one zero here, you know how it goes two zero. If, if the Devils win tonight. It's, you know, momentum and two to one. They, Devils really got to definitely got to win tonight. But uh, they're right there. They're right in this game. They can win tonight. So it's one zip. Yeah, as long as it's one. And this game is getting very physical right now. Oh yeah, uh, you know, I, that's the that's the thing about playoff hockey is you got to expect a, ve- a very phys- a very physical style of play. I mean, the regular season is physical to oh, begin yeah. with, but when the playoffs hit. It just uh, the the intensity ramps up to a whole new level. Yeah, but I think the big story here so far has been experience. You take a look at players that have scored so far in this series. Tarasenko has two goals. Patrick Kane has a goal. Chris Kreider just scored his fifth goal. Of this series wow. tonight, we get a that. I mean, let's let's not forget uh, between Tarasenko and and Patrick Kane, they have like th- they have three Stanley Cups between the two of them. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, it goes a long I way. I mean, we, you know, we did we did talk we did talk about how they've been in these spots before. Yeah, I mean, it, it pays off. That, that experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, we did we did talk about how chemistry was sort of uh, was sort of on the ropes throughout most of the season after they had made all those moves. They were trying to to gel together on the same level, but the Rangers, I mean, they've really really ramped it up. And I, let's not forget, this is a Rangers team that a couple of years ago was knocking on the doorstep of the Stanley Cup Finals. So, you know, I I, I wouldn't put it past New York if they if for them to potentially take a three nothing series lead here. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, I think I think one of the things you also have to take a look at too is. Obviously, the inexperience. But, however, though, Vitek Vanacek, if I remember correctly, he was, 
I no, never mind. Braden Holtby was the goalkeeper for uh, for Washington for their Stanley right. Cup. So Van, wait a minute. When did Vanacek come in? Vanacek came in. It must have been the season after they won the cup, I think. Right. That he came in. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know it's. It's a lack of it's it's a lack of experience. Honestly, I feel is what's killing the Devils right now, because yeah. the Rangers know, the Rangers know they can come Uh-oh. in, keep a, keep a cool uh, uh, and even an even level uh, uh, a level head, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's one one. But don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not like ten years old. They've all been they played big hockey, high school or college hockey games. A couple of guys have been in the playoffs, obviously too. But yeah, now Hughes just scored for the Devils. So yeah, that was yeah, a they beauty. Start getting, they start getting confident, and the, the was experience a, doesn't mean the experience doesn't mean a lot. That, if the Devils come back and win this game. Right. They can that, do it. that was a beauty right. just now by Hughes, top shelf. Absolute beauty. It, it, I, that's a, that's the thing that the Devils need. They need a lot more scoring out of Jack Hughes, but they do also need some of their other guys to get to get going as well. Dawson yes. Mercer, uh, Timo Meyer needs to uh, needs to get his head out of his ass and start and start producing. Uh, Nico Heischer, you know, there's a whole bunch that they need to get they need to get production out of. Isn't he sure the catcher of the devil? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Let me. Yeah, that was a, that was a beautiful goal. Yeah, Nico Heischer is the captain. What, what are you watching? My Devils Rangers. Yes. Oh. Yeah, this. This is definitely a must. It's a must-win game for the for the Devils here. Uh, yeah. Obviously, there's still still plenty of time left, so uh, this could be potentially a long game depending on what happens. Right. Moving Devils, uh, moving forward. I want the Devils to win this game. Well, hopefully they can, because otherwise it's, it could be a it could be a fairly quick series. If uh, if the Rangers advance, and you never say never, but yeah, they they they, he, they just can't go, afford to go down three zero. This is a massive game, and I yeah. believe the winner of this series, I believe the winner of this series faces off against Carolina or uh, Carolina or the Islanders, depending on who wins that series. Yeah. If the owners had and a game like they did last night, that would that would be something. I mean, that was kind of weird. I mean, you're you're tied one apiece with three minutes to go, and then all of a sudden, within two and a half minutes, the owners scored four goals. How the hell wow. did that happen? Wow! Did the owners can win the series between them and the Hurricanes? What? Uh, yeah. I mean, they can. They do have a yeah. shot. To potentially win the series, uh, the Hurricanes are up two to one right now yeah. in the series. But I, I do feel the Islanders do have a shot. 
when you when you keep in mind that the Hurricanes, you know, they're dealing with injuries. Their top three forwards are out for the playoffs due to wow, injuries. Wow, huge. I didn't know that. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Ma- yeah, yeah matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, uh, Tuevo uh, Tuevo Taravainen just uh, you know he just had surgery on his on his uh, hand. That yes. he broke in game, in game two, I think it was that he broke it. So right. he's out for the entire rest of the playoffs. They're, they, uh, what's his name, Max Pacioretty, who they got from Vegas, he didn't even play a single game this year because yeah. of uh, recovering from surgery. And of course, they lost Andrei Svechnikov due to a broken, I think it was a broken leg. So. You know that's three. That's three of their top forwards that they're that they're missing for this playoff run. So while they may get past the Islanders, it's still a big question mark as to whether or not they can uh, whether or not they can go the whole way. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Rangers yeah, find some some pressure. Yeah, I mean Islanders are in that 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 series, man. They're there for a reason, and like you said, Carolina's missing three top guns. That's that's to the Islanders' advantage. They're rigging that. They're in that the mix there. They can they can win that series. Not gonna be easy, but they got a great shot. Down two one. Down two one. Pro- problem is they need people to produce. They need yep. they need their big guns to produce. They acquired Bo Horvat for a reason. He needs to he needs to start producing. Yes. Uh they I mean they've gotten they've gotten some stellar goaltending so far from from Ilya from Ilya Sorokin. So 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 what is that? We're looking at it, potentially it's kinda of going looking at the bracket then. I mean just in terms of who we haven't mentioned, I can just I can safely assume. So it's gonna be Tampa what, Tampa maybe next versus Boston. And then the probably, and then the winner of Rangers Devils, yeah. probably Carolina. Is that what we're kind of maybe looking at? Well, they receive more than likely. Yeah, more more than likely, it'll be whoever wins this series between the Rangers and Devils will take on the winner of Carolina and uh, and the Islanders. And the winner of Boston and Florida will take on the winner of Tampa and Toronto. Pretty cool. My mom's neighbor right next door. She was over this afternoon. She's going, oh, you're going to watch the really nice older woman. She goes, you guys going to watch the lightning? I said, oh, wow, you're a sportsman. She goes, oh, yeah. I used to be the counselor, the high school counselor for uh, Pat Maroon. I guess he's like a second or third liner for the uh, lightning. Well, yeah. Pat Maroon, wasn't he a devil at some point? I don't know. I guess he plays uh, the Lightning now. Yeah, they call him. They used to call him Fatty Patty, and then Fat Pat, or now they call him the Big Rig. He's like a six he four. Was, he was. He was a double. <laughs> yeah, he's actually, she's she's really good friends with his family. She she uh, was his counselor for like seven years in 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 St. Louis, Missouri. So she's wow. a big fan. Yeah, she has a jersey. She's wearing a jersey. I go, wow, you're you're a sports fan. They they love the yeah. Lightning out here. Yeah, he was a devil. He, uh, Diane, he was a devil the last time the Devils made the playoffs. Yeah, oh, cool. 
Yeah, and he was, she wow. was saying like she could she couldn't really whatever he wasn't I sure as hell wasn't in, he, I guess he wasn't the best student so like he was not even like oh. he was just in, from a small town in St Louis Maroon. Uh, my mom's good friend and neighbor was a counselor so she was helping him with a lot of stuff and then trying to help him get into school. He, she he goes no I'm just my only shot is to somehow make the NHL and then he bounced around. Like the Devils, he had several different teams. He got cut. He was out of hockey for two or three years. He kept at it. And then he wound up in Tampa and won a ring. And then he went somewhere else and won another. He's won three rings. And now he makes like a million and a half a year playing for the Lightning. That's yeah, pretty cool he, story. Uh, he was he, almost out of he's hockey. One of, yeah, he's, mm-hmm. one of, he's one of few people, one of few people to not just a win back to back to back uh rings. So he's wow. won three straight years. Uh from twenty nineteen from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one he won three straight rings. Uh but not just that, but to go from the St. Louis Blues then over yeah. to the Tampa Bay Lightning. His hometown team. But yeah, I guess I mean he got yeah. in the minor leagues for a while. He was thinking you know how it goes. Maybe his girlfriend, whoever he is, you know, his camp, his family. After a while, like, wow, he's just gonna keep taking these long bus rides, making very little money in the minors. Is it gonna, is it gonna happen? He's like, nope, I'm not quitting hockey. This is my shot. And then he finally latched on. Now he's yeah. got three rings and a, three rings and a fat new contract. So he made it pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, he uh, j- just to give a little perspective here uh, to what Alex is talking about. He started off his career uh, with the Philadelphia Phantoms of the AHL wow. back when so they were people... back when they were the Philadelphia Phantoms before they became the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Wow! Uh, so, right. then... so many so many players bounced around the minors, and eventually they just pulled the plug and say, you know, I tried, I couldn't make it. Wow! Mm. So they started Phantoms, then where did he go? Uh, let's see. So he went from. From the Phantoms, then they became the Adirondack Phantoms. Uh, he stayed there for a couple of years, for four years. Then he went to the Syracuse Crunch uh, for about two years. He got called up to Anaheim one of those years to play for the Ducks. Uh, then the next year, he went. He played for the Norfolk Admirals. This is when the Ducks switched from the Syracuse Crunch to the Norfolk Admirals for their affiliate. Uh, Then he got called up again to Anaheim where he would play the next four years. Then he played for Edmonton for three years, followed by the Devils, then Blues, and then uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning where he is right now. That's awesome. So he's definitely had uh, one hell of a string of – of playoff uh of playoff runs he, he's had within the last four years he's had let me see if hopefully i can get the math right here 51 97 playoff games within the last four years wow yeah so but yeah you know going over going over to to tampa the Tampa Bay Lightning currently currently hold a three to two lead over the Toronto Maple Leafs, and by the way, it's about like four minutes left. 
but <laughs> the, you know, the one thing that just comes to mind here is how Toronto every single t- every single year they always lose in the first round, no matter. <laughs> No yeah. What kind of uh, no matter what kind of uh, you know way they end up losing somehow somehow they always end up humiliating themselves it's in like, one yeah, way no, or another. We just spent another three hundred million. This is the year we have twelve new All Star forwards and first round exit. Like no matter what they do. <laughs> All right, they got Austin Matthews. They got Mitch Marner. They got William Nylander. They got John Tavares. You have four top elite forwards oh, in this I, league. I forgot Tavares. He's like all world. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Wow, they're loaded. Austin Matthews, no excuse. Certain teams, I mean, you look at almost like Iowa basketball or there's NBA teams. Certain teams just cannot get out of the first round. No matter who they add, <laughs> they just can't do it. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's asinine, honestly. I mean, Lou, think about that. How, how can you have how can you have four elite forwards like that? Uh, you know that produce at such a high level, and yet you're still you're still well. I'm not saying you know this year they're going to do it, but you're still potentially exiting in the first round. Yeah, I mean. It doesn't make that doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, you're supposed to be better than that, and you get ousted. I mean, talk about choke, talk about choking, and they have. I mean, my and those God, feel the pressure, just... man. That, you know, you guys know how it goes. It's, suddenly, it's a one goal game, and then oh, we have time, we have time, and the next you know, there's seven minutes, six minutes in the third, time's wasting, and you're just like, shit, here we go again. We're not going to win this game. Right. <laughs> the walls are closing in. We can't score a damn goal. Here we go again. Yeah. Rinse, repeat every year. I mean, look at this. Yeah, now, Tampa's going the, nuts. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning do have goals from Anthony Sorelli, uh, Brandon Hagel, and Darren Radish in today's game. Right. And actually, let me look. Is Hedman officially back? Cause he's, he's Tampa, Hedman, right? Yeah, Tampa. I'm trying I'm to look and this, see if crazy out here, man. And then I'm, I'm going to the uh, Trop to see the Rays versus the champion Astros on Tuesday for t- $10 a ticket out here. Pretty cool. Oh, oh my gosh. Look at that. Toronto just scored. Tie game. Tie game. In Tampa, oh, yeah. Toronto's, Toronto. Toronto's going nuts. The streets of Toronto is a, a lovely riot. In Toronto. <laughs> I'd, be going, I'd be going ballistic, too. They're going nuts in Toronto. Uh, I mean, I would, I would be, you know, they have, yeah. uh, apart, apart, hate, apart from the... having a, sorry, Steve, go for it. Well, I, I was just going to say, apart from having a dumbass of a general manager uh, in Kyle Dubas, uh, you know, they have, they have the talent that they could, you know, they have the talent necessary to make a Stanley Cup run. Problem is, they can't. You know, they're basically their own worst enemy every single year. Right. Right. So, I mean, the fact the fact that you know, if they, if they can somehow get pa- get past uh, Tampa, who you know has won the Cup two of the last three years. 
I mean, that's got, that's going to be a, a significant uh, confidence booster for them moving forward. Yeah, and I just saw actually one of their one of their trade deadline acquisitions. Ryan O'Reilly just got the goal. So that's another player you can add there. Ryan O'Reilly, a Stanley Cup winner, an elite player. I mean, my God, you know, this is just yeah. they have all the talent. The pro- yep. you know the problem is they just for some reason. Whenever it comes time to execute, they always end up choking. Yeah. Maybe this is their yeah, uh, maybe this... Yeah, what I have. Well, and it looks like uh, uh oh, OT. Yeah, it I mean, looks like overtime here, and, and Wow, that guy ate that puck. Of... That's, that's ballsy. That's ballsy. That defenseman just ate that puck. Hundred mile an hour slap shot to the chest. Yeah, you got to sell also, out if you want to win these games, man. You got to block shots end, and do whatever it takes. At the at the end of two, the uh, the Devils and Rangers are tied at one, so uh, that obviously, uh, you know, obviously when the third period when the third period hits, uh, we'll see if uh, if the Devils can finally get over that hump. This is uh, awesome. Both games. Both games. Yeah, both games I hope so. Up. This is awesome. Two awesome games on. Last night, big surprise in L.A. The L.A. Kings, yeah, with with a goal with a goal in overtime, to take a two to one series lead over Connor McJesus and the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Connor Ringo Starr McDavid, Connor yeah, Lennon. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you this right now. If the Oilers cannot get past the first wow. round again, you may see some real big moves going down in Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, not, for yeah not, not, not for nothing. Then you tune into the games, and it's like, uh, I'm glad I could hear about Connor McDavid for three hours straight. Can we talk about anyone else on the ice? And can they yeah, win a exactly. series? And then can we win a series? Can they win a series? And then you feel free to talk about them, you know, every day, every minute. I mean, come on. He's got to win a series. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I love how they compare him to Wayne Gretzky, but the thing is, yeah. Gretzky was able to put his team on his back, and when when there were yeah. players that when there were players that didn't show up uh, on nights, he would put he would put the team on his back, and he would win the game single handedly. Big difference. And McDavid can do that. Right. Also, Gretzky has a little bit more in his uh, jewelry cabinet, a little more hardware. Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously. Now, no, mm-hmm. let's let's also be a little bit fair, though. Let's keep in mind. I love everyone loves the great ones. He is like you know, cream of the crop, obviously. But he also had, you know, Kevin Lowe, Mark Messier, Essie and Grant Fuhr. Had some help, but he yeah, did, he's got to win the game. He did have period. more help. Okay, who helps with David? Uh, Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is uh, he's basically this. He's basically the modern day version of Wayne Gretzky. Literally the Pretty best. Yep, yeah, from the he's original. The best yeah, I know. Player. I've heard of the guy, but who helps him out? Who helps him? Oh, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Is yeah, but, yeah. The, uh, okay. 
Yeah, Dreisaitl is basically uh, the next leading scorer for the Edmonton Oilers. And, and we talked, you know, we focused in on them. We focused in on them as a group, guys. What a couple of weeks ago, you guys gave me some good lessons on them. They they literally just don't have yeah. the depth. They don't have a great defense. Like he does, he needs more help from from what I can understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, let me, let me just let me just go down the list here. I would say maybe their best players. Offensively, you have McDavid, you have Dreisaitl, you have Nugent Hopkins. Those are basically the top three for for offensively. And then there's a little bit of a – there's a, a tiny gap, and then Zach Hyman. So basically, those are the four players offensively that are even worth a shit on that roster. Right. Defensively, you have Darnell Nurse. You have Matthias Ekholm, who they got from uh, from Nashville, maybe Nashville's second best uh, defenseman, apart from Roman Yossi. And it basically stops right there. Like everybody else, everybody else is just uh, you know essentially a role player. When people look at them, a year or two, or uh, three or four players away. However, you want to phrase it. That can't yeah, which kind of makes he can't, play, he, can't, he can't play 55 minutes and take 30 shots. He needs help. Yeah, yeah it kind of, it kind of makes me wonder if they are going to uh, if they're going to take a serious run at a couple at a couple of players in uh, in free agency. Uh, now, now here's the thing, you know, Stuart Skinner, uh, their goaltender. Yeah, I mean, 24 years old. I don't know if you can. I don't know if if Edmonton gets eliminated this year. I don't know if you can put too much on him. You know, the rookie goaltender uh, going into this was this was his first full season in the NHL. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can really put that much stock in him being the reason why they lost. Uh, yeah, if they do lose. Because I mean, he still has you know he still has a pretty bright future. He's clearly the starting goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers. You know, uh, based off of his record this year, twenty nine fourteen and five, they have their goaltender situation. Honestly, I think the problem is partially defense and also the fact that they don't get enough help for uh, for McDavid. Right. You know they don't get enough secondary scoring. So, regardless, uh, I would assume that just based off the fact that LA was has somehow been able to take a two-one series lead, I would expect that this that this is going uh, this is going to seven games. I'd be I'd be surprised honestly if Edmonton wins three straight. No, I don't. I think it's too uh too steep of a hill to climb. Now we have uh we also have Minnesota and Dallas. Uh, Minnesota with a five to one win last night. They take a two one series lead over the Dallas Stars. And here here here's how surprised I am. I thought Dallas. Had the better uh, the better roster talent wise, yeah. but in comes in comes Matt Zuccarello and Marcus Johansson, 
for the Minnesota <laughs> Wild, and now all of a sudden, uh, Minnesota puts five goals on uh, on Ottman and or or not Ottman Ottinger, and all of a sudden, the Wild take a two-one lead. Zuccarello, that's a that's a familiar name. Yeah, New York Rangers. Zuki. He used to be he used to be a Ranger and I believe if I remember correctly, I saw him play for the Hartford Wolfpack. Yeah, good call. So, I was about to say. Definitely a Ranger, but yeah, also Wolfpack, yep. This is awesome. And I mean overtime on the on the brink right here, you know, in the background with Tampa and then over there, Devils Rangers tied. This is great. Or actually, I stand corrected. It wasn't the Hartford Wolfpack. It was the Connecticut Whale, but still technically the Hartford Wolfpack. And weirdly enough, whatever cheesy or fun fact, whatever you want to call it, but uh, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers was another affiliate. But 10 minutes from where I live, saw a couple cool players there. Oh yes, I remember. I remember the Sound Tigers, but now now they're now they're the Bridgeport Islanders. But exactly, uh you know, rehabbing like someone. Yeah, hurts their neck. They get sent down there, or, or you, you might you see a couple of guys. Obviously, every year a couple of guys get called up through there. Some good hockey. I saw DiPietro before he even uh, before he even became big. Biggest what biggest goalie contract ever, and kind of flamed out, fizzled out. Yeah, I mean, before he even really became big. Uh, you know, he started off in the uh, in the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. That's right. I mean, he did play. He did play one year in New York in his rookie year, a three fifteen and one record. Back when New York absolutely sucked before he got good, and then of course he ended up sucking again. But that's a different story. <laughs> he was like Mr. GQ, the next big thing. Yeah, we know we usually know how that goes. Yeah, exactly. Didn't pan out. Didn't uh, quite he, live up to all the. Didn't live up to all the hype. He basically got a Bobby Bonilla type contract, where now yeah, they're paying him. Uh, yeah. They're paying him a certain amount of money every single year. Yeah, every Tuesday gets like a seventy-five grand direct deposit. Good setup. But. And yeah, you know uh, the one the one series we haven't touched upon yet: uh, Colorado and Seattle. Game three starts uh, in about. Ooh. Actually, they're they should be dropping the puck any time now. Yeah. Nice. So uh, Seattle, you know what? You know, though, they I mean, held a two nothing. Yeah. Oh, just just real quick, just observing what's going on tonight. I'm sorry. I know they're a little yep. tired, but this this break going into OT has got to be a real pain in the ass to the players. I mean, they're like, let's score a game-winning goal. They don't want to sit in the locker right now and have 85 commercials going on. It kills no, the momentum. It kills the momentum. Yeah. Well, yeah, for, for Toronto, it kills the momentum. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. For Tampa, absolutely. for Tampa, though, this is best-case scenario. You know, they can kind of shake off uh, – Whatever, whatever uh, funk that they were in, yeah, you're right. They can yeah. sh- they can shake it off. They can uh, they can refocus themselves. I mean, this team's we're going on at least 
I'm not like timing it, but it seems like it's been about close to 15 minutes since they uh, hit the final horn. So I don't know if it's, if it's longer due to the fact that it's playoffs, you know, more ratings, more money, more commercials. I don't know more if it's a longer break. Yeah. yeah. They have like 35 Partially. commercials now. <laughs> 35 Partially. commercial players are like, all right, let's win this game. Come on. Let us play. Right. Uh, go, going over to the NBA, uh, by the way, a, a news alert here, John Morant will officially play for the Memphis Grizzlies tonight in a pivotal game three against the L.A. Lakers with the series tied at one game apiece. And probably the biggest thing about this series so far Honestly, you could almost say that this has been kind of controlled by the referees. I mean, the referees, they put Memphis in a hole uh, in game one. L.A. T- took a commanding, uh, t- or I shouldn't say a commanding one nothing lead because it's not really commanding, but the way they won game one uh, was very dominant. You know, Memphis, Memphis kind of seemed stunned, you could say. Uh, coming out of game coming out of game one, Memphis did rebound though, and they did uh, officially take game two to even the uh, even the series, all because Le- uh, LeBron turned into LeBrick and decided to start <laughs> bricking every single three point attempt that he uh, that he tried shooting. Started shooting like Westbrook. Essentially, yeah. He was basically shooting like Westbrook. Le- LeBron Brooks. Shooting, putting but, up. Uh, he he was laying down. He was laying down a brick house, basically. Trying to put a beach ball into that little bucket. Pretty much. Right. And actually, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm looking. I, we looking we right said it before, now, though. I mean, seriously, literally, though, it was like it, it was like I'm sorry, Adam Silver, the NBA. Seriously, those Lakers trades at the deadline, they got like three or four really good role players for like next to nothing. Of course, okay. Right. Let, let LeBron reload for nothing, and because we want him to maybe get one more ring. I mean, it's kind of like an inside job, like a a rig job. Yeah. So yeah, here they are. Now AD's healthy, and yeah, geez, yeah. Now the Lakers are as dangerous as anyone. One more time. Yeah, and by and by the way, that uh that Seattle Kraken game against the Colorado Avalanche that will be on True TV tonight, apparently. So. Uh, they just made a note of that uh, with two games currently ongoing on the ESPN channel, the network of channels. And obviously uh, ESPN gets the Memphis LA game on the regular ESPN channel. So True TV will have uh, Seattle, Colorado game three. Wow. Okay. Living under a rock today. I didn't even, I didn't even, I thought, LA was tomorrow. This is nice. Memphis tonight. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Busy night. Busy and, Love it. And John Morant comes back after suffering uh, that hand injury in game one where he fell uh, pretty hard, honestly, on that oh, on that hand. Yeah. They got a metal detector now, outside the Memphis locker room. They're making sure he's not wow. covering it, carrying any uh, pieces into the locker room tonight. No guns, Josh. Just play ball. Now, here's what's interesting, though, because Memphis actually plays better when John Morant isn't in the lineup. 
So could this potentially hurt I don't know, overall? I don't know. You, yeah. yeah, the numbers don't lie, but also it's like I, you got to have your best pieces on the, on the court. You know, it's like, right. well, clearly. I think the coaching staff prefers that he's out there, but yeah, maybe it's a chemistry thing or a, a teammate sure. thing. Maybe they, maybe they, uh, I mean, they all get more shots and more, uh, you know, a little bit more of the spotlight without him when he's not around. So yeah, the other players yeah. play better. But if I'm going against LeBron and, uh, you know, the fantasy, uh, rest history lineup Lakers, I want John Morant in the lineup. Yeah. Well, clear, clearly, yeah, I would definitely, you know, I would definitely want John Morant in the lineup considering that he's, you know, he's basically the commander of that offense. But my favorite uh, Grizzly is uh, Desmond Bain. I mean, that guy's like a great defender without all the histrionics and BS that uh, Dylan Brooks does. Bain's like their best overall player, I think. And then Jared Jackson, uh, defender of the year. Memphis yeah. is nasty. They, they, whatever they were my pick months ago. They got to get through this lake. Yeah, that's that's a, that's the thing too. Uh, for the uh, we're, we'll tie in the NBA awards a little bit here and uh, mix mix it in a little bit here. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. won the Defensive Player of the Year over uh, Brooke Lopez and Evan Mobley. And to be honestly, to be perfectly honest, I think that it was really between Jackson Jr. and Mobley. I don't think uh I don't no, think Brooke Lopez uh should be mentioned in the same consider in the same uh you know I don't think he should be mentioned in the same uh space no. as uh Jackson <laughs> or uh or Mobley. The same area coach. Yeah. Different level. Thanks Brooke, but uh you're not winning that that that, that prize. And honestly, you know, J- Jackson Jr., he, he came in as a – he was a runner-up last year to Marcus Smart. Oh, I forgot about that. So He's interesting, too. I mean, I whatever, I'm not no basketball pro, but I watch a, a, a lot of hoops so I can see different things. Like defensively, I, you always hear me harboring, you know, hammering home points about how important defense is. So I like the guy. But, I mean, he, yeah. he he's kind of like raw, though. He, if you watch him, he's like out at the three-point line, like – He's like a lot of big men now. He wants to try to fall in love with three-pointers for some reason. But, hey, defensively, he's right. a total badass. Right. Oh, it looks like, it looks like LeBron, and, uh, looks like LeBron and, uh, and Desmond Brooks are already getting into it. <laughs> or Dylan Brooks, I mean. You got to love yeah. it. <laughs> you guys got TVs going? I, just, I mean, I'm like, I'm on Tampa, and I'm missing uh, – Someone yell, someone poking the bear. I got to see LeBron getting yelled at. I don't know which channel to turn to. Uh, well, well, ESPN, uh, ESPN right now, the main channel, uh, has Memphis and LA uh, tipping off right now. So, oh uh, yeah, I'm just I, I, I'm one of those guys. The second I turn off an awesome OT game like Tampa, I'll miss the goal. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm actually like not being totally ADD like I normally am, and I'm just gonna. Put the remote down and watch the end of the Tampa game. Yeah. So LA. LA I would turn the, the, I would turn the uh, channel LA and miss. The I miss the most when I start switching channels. I always miss the the bigger moment on the other channel. I'm good at that. Yeah, you know the the big thing with Jaron Jackson Jr. His big problem is he can't stay out of foul trouble. That's another thing. Yep. If he and, and he's been a lot. He's been very injured. That? 
very injury prone too. John Morant literally just got yeah. mugged at the uh, when attempting a layup, and they completely ignore the call. Oh uh, yeah, as a, as a random Blazer fan, I, I'm used to that. Oh my Plenty God, of... are you serious? As a random yeah, Blazer fan, we've all we've all seen this. If you're in LA, especially in the playoffs, yeah, good luck getting a call. From Kobe and yeah. Shaq to LeBron, the Lakers are getting like. 85, 90% of the close calls. They always have home cooking with the refs. Always. In the big game. A little always. shove. Just a oh, little the, 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 shove. The, 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 and, it, and it looked like it was a little bit of an acting job, too. And it's 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1 on a Saturday night. Think about the ratings in L.A. The Lakers are getting all the calls tonight. Let's be honest. The NBA wants the Lakers the NBA wants the Lakers in the finals every year. But you're not going to get that. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, Lou, you know what's up. They're, they're going to do their damn risk. The refs are going to try to help them. Yeah. <laughs> Memphis is a you know, small market. Memphis is not going to get any help from the refs. Got that much to say. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, they're making it abundantly clear now just to begin with. Uh, John uh-huh. Morant, you know, he got he got mugged basically while attempting a layup. Then the <laughs> offensive foul on just a little tiny ass shove. You made me go to Memphis now. Now I'm watching Memphis. You made me do it. Now Tampa's going to score right away. Well, I, I I'll have I'll have that at least on the uh, <laughs> I'll have that at least on the on the side here. Um, I for, make my own grave. I make my own choices. <laughs> not your fault. Yeah, 6-0. <laughs> Amazing. 6-0. Six, six Who would have thunk? Oh, yeah. I'm sure uh, three starters have two fouls already. We're uh, two minutes in. Oh, yeah. Watch Brooks. Brooks will start John. Watch Brooks will start John if it's like a 10-point lead for L.A. They'll toss Brooks if they can. Watch the ref. Watch what they do tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brooks, is actually, Brooks has been getting into it with LeBron already. So Someone will toss him randomly. Watch. And yep, let me game. see where the foul was. The foul was on Jaron Jackson Jr. So there we go. They're already getting started on Jackson Jr. And, and I know Steven Adams. No Steven Adams. So obviously, uh, obviously Memphis. I mean Adams is a like an awesome, you know, great leader down low. Yes. He's their other key big. If they lose Jackson to fouls, they have no bigs. So Jackson's even more important that he cannot get into foul trouble right now. I guarantee yeah, you they on. lose. They, I, I guarantee you Jackson fouls out tonight, and uh-huh. Jackson, oh, well, Jackson will have well, at least. Yeah, no, I agree. He'll foul out. Whoa! Yeah, and he'll have There's at least Goff. he'll have at least three fouls by the half. Oh yeah, and look at this. It's, I must be tripping or dreaming. Anthony Davis is actually like hustling and uh, playing aggressive down low. Oh. It's definitely the Lakers' night. Uh. All right, this is my guy. Bane's got to score 30 points tonight, I think, 25 points. It's weird, someone, though, someone... because, you know, Anthony Davis, some nights, he, some nights he plays like he's injured. Other nights he plays like he's the Anthony Davis uh, from New Orleans. That, yeah. that, he should, that he should be to earn his paycheck. Yeah, no, you're right. He's like uh, two sides to him, two faces. Now he's playing like you know, he's on fire. Could... 
we could see another five block night from Anthony Davis tonight with how with how all over the court he seems to be already. Yeah, you can oh. see it. I mean, he's playing fired up. Oh, and Dylan Bro- Dylan Brooks has already drawn the ire of the. Uh, you know, it, it must be because of those comments that he made about LeBron uh, not being able that he wouldn't be able to score forty on him. I love that. I, I it was ridiculous, but you know what? I love it. You got to be like ballsy and fearless. He's like, I don't care about LeBron. He's old. I'm poking the bear. That was that was pretty cool. I thought. I mean. Uh, Lou, what do you, Lou, what do you think of that? I mean, isn't it kind of foolish, you know, for for a guy as uh, Ooh, as experienced as Brooks yeah. to, you know, to to poke the bear like that, especially a guy, <laughs> especially a player like LeBron who has won so many rings. Lose the voice of reason between me and him, obviously. Lou's like, ah, oh, yeah. no, it's probably not a good idea. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> There's a foul on Desmond Bain now. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grizzlies have about 90 fouls by halftime. Jack Nicholson will be uh, taking shots with uh, models on the sideline. Yeah, it's a big night in L.A. It doesn't help, It doesn't help though, that Memphis is 0 for 3 right now so far from three-point range. They No. Bain just threw up a, a West Brick. Bain just threw up a, a dud on an open look. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows that Jaw's going to get his points, right? It's not not rocket science, what I'm saying, but you know, you need guys like Dane to really step up tonight. Um, Brooks, is, right? Brooks is a uh, explosive, erratic, bipolar, you know, crazy player. His sweat and his effort is going to be focused just on playing Dion LeBron. So I don't think Brooks. He's not a scorer either. Memphis is terrible when Brooks thinks he's a scorer and he takes 20 shots. And we've seen that before. Uh, right I now. Coach, they, they don't even let Brooks really shoot anymore. He he lost a couple of series for them when he thought he was the man trying to shoot too much back in the day. So Brooks yeah. isn't going to score much. I, I mean, someone else got to score mean, points. So, so far, LeBron is playing pissed. I mean, you take you oh, take yeah. a look at he has six points yeah. and five rebounds already. He's pissed. They, they look incredible. They look incredible. I hate to say it, the last thing I want to see on but Saturday night. Playoff TV, everyone's watching. Yeah. yeah, Lakers could score 125 points. They're all playing good right now. They're they're going faster and harder than the Grizzlies are right now, and they have the refs on their side. Yeah, it's. I mean, they have. It's 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 like I it's like I said earlier today uh, on your show, Lou. Uh, LA is basically going to get that home cooking. Yeah. Every time. And not for nothing. And I wouldn't be- one guy I do actually I mean the guy's like unsung and came out really came out of nowhere. I, I always I always say it every other show at least I you know, obviously I love the underdogs. I do like Reeves. Because now he's like a he can score fifteen or twenty points tonight now too. And then you have Beasley and, and Russell and the other guys they added for free at the deadline. I mean now the Lakers are kinda loaded out of nowhere. I they were terrible two months ago. And who knew all it took was getting rid of of Russell Westbrook, and then all of a sudden they uh, oh yeah, all of a sudden they have a competitive team again. I mean, yeah. honestly, and oftentimes it doesn't make sense. How do you lose a talented player and get better? But yeah, addition by subtraction. No more headache. 
I mean, he was taking shots at the end of the game, hitting the side of the backboard. <laughs> they were like, get this guy out of L.A. He, he was hurting the Lakers, clearly, not helping them. Yeah. Now, Lou, I got I to gotta ask you, Lou, what happened with Brooklyn? Brooklyn losing yeah. 96 to 88. They get swept by you, Philly without Joel Embiid. You know, with- Come on, they lost Durant and Kyrie. That's what happened. Yeah, Drew Sue, I mean, but still, I mean, you figure it out with Embiid, they would have won at least one game. I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But but also, I mean, guys, think about it too. Like, yeah, they added the, the guys that I kept saying were were legit, like Bridges and Johnson. Like suddenly, yeah. all their best players now are like they've been in Brooklyn for like a month or two. So it's kind of like a random pickup team. They don't really have the chemistry either. Next year they'll be a lot better, and now they have money to go out and sign a star. I think Bridges is a star. So we'll see. Well, they need. Yeah. I think they need to get rid of Finney Smith. If I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. He's a little overrated. Yeah. Finney Smith. Finney Smith has not shown anything since being acquired by by Brooklyn. No. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie no. was clearly the better of the two players that Brooklyn got back for uh, for Kyrie. Loved it and was just a lot better and more effective. Literally just playing D and shooting up a couple threes. And now it's like he was asked to do a little bit more in Brooklyn. He's not that type of player. Really good role player, but you're not going to feed him the ball in the playoffs. It's not a score. No. Bridges is. Bridges is the guy that, that they're, they're really happy with. You know, that's that's it. I honestly think, you know, without Chris Paul, without Booker, I think Bridges will be like the guy and like a five- or seven-time all-star in Brooklyn now. So they got their – I think he's going to be the best player for the next half decade at least. He's what twenty four years old, something like that. Yeah, and but not ju- not just that, more- but also, but also, you take into account too some of the players. Uh, Seth Curry is not is not the same as he once was. No. no. Uh, Joe Harris. Joe Harris is a far cry from what he used to be. Tell yeah. what he used to be. Uh, yep. Patty Mills. Patty Mills barely even saw the court today. Yeah. Yeah, he's you know, it's nice guy. It's like, but yeah, he's I mean he's he's totally you can't play that guy for more than five minutes. He's like a parking cone. He can't play any defense. All he can do is launch. Three. I mean it just just like it Joe just Harris. seems all to all me all like they're headed for a lengthy <laughs> rebuild. Well, I mean, Harris, Curry, and Mills literally were the guys you put around a LeBron or like a Kyrie and Katie on you don't even put them in the corner and just have them shoot threes. <laughs> now they don't have, like, the KD. I mean, all those guys can do is shoot threes, and they're all liabilities on defense. So you got to kind of get rid of them unless you add another superstar and have them just shoot threes. Right. I mean, oh, Lou, what are, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Do you think, uh, do you think Brooklyn is headed, for a, uh, is headed for, a, for a large rebuild here? Unfortunately, yes. I mean, you thought maybe we got rid of our excessive baggage with Durant. That was going to help us. And like I said, with, um, you know, with the figures without without Embiid, maybe we could have won one, but we just couldn't, they just couldn't handle it. I mean, Philly is too much offense. That's how they lost. I mean, not not to mention, they they also had to recoup the losses that they had uh, that that they had to give up in order to get um, in order to get what's his name uh, to get James Harden, and then 
not just not just that, but also in order to get Ben Simmons. You know, they're recouping their losses at the same time. So Brooklyn, I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, you know, their their window was the was as long as KD and Kyrie were still in town. That was their window. Yeah. Now that KD yeah. and Kyrie are gone, I mean, yeah, you got some excellent players from uh, from Phoenix in the KD deal. The Kyrie deal, I mean, Dinwiddie was maybe the only serviceable player. Yeah, I like him. But no, yeah. I mean, they got screwed because because of the guys they brought in. They took chances on these some of these divas. Harden kind of started the whole downfall. <laughs> he he screwed, he left them high and dry too. Yeah, I mean, it all blew up. So, I mean, they automatically they were already like, you know, oh, embedded. Right. They were already like locked into a playoff spot. But it's a totally different roster. I'm not surprised by the sweep, unfortunately. But I mean, they, now they gotta have a lot of freed up money. Brooklyn's big market. That's true. They can sign one or two studs, and then you got Bridges, Cam Johnson, Dinwiddie. Now you got a roster. But right now it's like they just weren't ready. They just like they just fell into the playoffs backwards, already wounded. You know, quick sweep by Philly. Actually, let me take a look at the list here of free age of uh, pending free agents. They got a lo- they got a lot more money to play with. I mean, they got rid of all the billionaire headaches, so they're gonna have money to play. I with. mean. J- I mean, James Harden is going to be a free agent, but let's face it, Harden probably all, all indications are yeah. he may be going back to Houston. And I think like, uh, from what it from, sounds like, he's probably banned. Uh, uh, Brooklyn's not uh, asking for him to come back around. Trust me, he, he's done. He's not going back to Brooklyn. Right. Look at this, eighteen to two, an eighteen to two lead for the Lakers. I mean, I hate the Lakers. I would have bet like. Can't can't bet in Florida, which is just a disgrace to me. But anyways, yeah, I mean, even me hating the Lakers, I would have I would have you know, bet twenty thirty twenty twenty dollar bill on the Lakers tonight. I could see this coming. Yeah, the NBA wants the Lakers to win. They're not betting the Grizzlies, I mean, but they're going to get all the calls. I mean, I I just I just mentioned this to Jim, uh, who's watching who's watching also. Uh, but this isn't even a game right now. No, no. I'm back to Tampa. Now watch Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks will fight LeBron. I'll immediately miss the better action now that I switch channels to hockey. Hold on. Wow, this Tampa game's nuts. Bodies flying everywhere. Tampa's crashing the net. Oh, oh I got a get Tampa. shot by Memphis. Woo-hoo. Now going back to Memphis, Steve. Playing with my emotions. Who was that? Was that Aldama? That might have been Aldama that landed that, I think. Where did he get? He went to Colgate. Small t- small school. Great pick. He was like a second rounder. Nice, nice uh, gem draft pick by the Grizzlies. I mean, he did, he like did basically a like fa- – He did a – Yeah. He's like 6'10", yeah. fast, and like a good shooter. What a great draft pick. No one knew about that yeah, guy. Yeah, he – he did a fadeaway th- or yeah, it was Aldama. He did a fadeaway three and was falling backwards at the same time that he was attempting wow. it. I also like Kennard. I also I also like Luke Kennard, who the Grizzlies got at the deadline. 
from Duke. He's on the Pistons, uh, Clippers, Luke Kennard. I mean, someone yeah. now, some of the bench got to step up. Adama. Yeah, all these fouls. Now you're going to see a lot of Memphis subs coming in because they have to. Because the refs are going to foul going out. So. Exactly. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to need a big what, game from Kennard off the bench, too. Adama literally just went down the paint. LeBron, like, smacked him in the head, and they called a charge on Adama. What the yeah. hell? He touched yeah. LeBron. What is this called? Yeah, it makes a lot of he sense. He goes around him. It? He goes around him. Uh, that's a little Carl Malone stiff arm move. <laughs> Adama did kind of offensively foul there. Kind of held out his arm. Oh, God. Anthony Davis. Yeah, LeBron, oh, LeBron leaned into him. <laughs> Every call close to 50-50 is automatically going to LeBron until he retires at this point, especially on a Saturday night. Basically. Yeah, they have the, the refs are wearing uh, Lakers, uh, Lakers, Lakers gear after the game, free, free, uh, free outfits. Bought and paid for. So I'm looking at I'm looking at a at the list of free agents, the pending free agents. Since we were talking about the Nets and who the Nets may go after, Kristaps uh, Porzingis is on that list. D'Angelo Russell is a free agent. I don't know if they're interested in a reunion with Russell. Uh, Kevin Love is a free agent. Nikola Vucevic is a pending free agent. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, but his is a player option, so he's probably going to stay in Toronto. Uh, Harrison Barnes is expected to be a free agent. Jeremy Grant, Karis LeVert. Uh, let's see. Who are the unrestri- the other unrestricted ones? Uh, Chris Middleton, but Chris, no, Chris Middleton's a player option. He's probably going to stay in in Milwaukee. Oh, then again, Porzingis is a player option in Well, I don't know though, because Washington sucks. So, <laughs> kind of wonder if Porzingis may hit the open market from Washington. Mm. But Dylan Brooks is a free agent. Uh, yeah, you know, honestly, I mean, there's a couple of high-level names, but the problem is a lot of them I just don't see going back to Brooklyn. Like uh, like Kyrie, I don't see him going back. I don't see James Harden going back. I mean, Russell Westbrook is a free agent, but do they really want to you know, put their eggs into the Westbrook basket? I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't either. Draymond Green might be a free agent if he doesn't exercise his player option. Uh, I, you know, honestly, this I'm not too I'm not too enthusiastic, honestly, about this uh, about this free agent class. No. Lou, maybe you know, I mean, or, or Steve, I'm sorry, but um, I mean, I'm 80% sure Brooklyn got a nice haul of draft picks too. They should at least. They not, did, I'm yeah. not talking. I'm not talking bullshit. Like, oh, 2031, like some of these GMs. No, they have like extra picks this draft. 
So if they have two or three, you know, you add two, two, three rookies, at least one big free agent. Uh, but you're right, Steve. I mean, if the right awesome free agent isn't out there, you don't overspend just to bring in a good player. And they got to be smart. Maybe they wait another year, and then maybe there's five awesome free agents in, you know, you know, next offseason. So, so yeah, it might be a bit of a rebuild. That's probably right, but and they're a year or two. So away, here's maybe. status of this year's first round picks. Uh, the 76ers pick that they originally got in the James Harden deal, uh, that got sent to the Utah Jazz for Royce O'Neal. So that one's gone. The Nets do have their regular first-round pick, and they have the Suns' first-round pick uh, that they got in the Kevin Durant deal. So they have two first-round picks and a second-round pick this year. Next year, they do not have a first due to uh, the James Harden deal originally with the Rockets Mm -hmm. that brought Harden over to Brooklyn. Uh, they do have a whole bunch of, uh, or no, they have two second, wait, uh, next year, next year's second round picks are, are kind of confusing because there's a whole bunch of conditions on them. Uh, they do have, ooh, one, two, three, they have three first round picks in 2025, it looks like. Uh, then they don't have one in 2026. 2027, they have three. It looks like because the, the problem is with the with the Houston Rockets uh, when they made that initial deal for uh, when they made that initial deal for James Harden, they. You know they they ended up uh, they ended up surrendering a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of first round picks. So you know it's the Nets the Nets upcoming draft classes are very iffy yeah. as of now. You know it's this is this is partially why I feel they could have gotten a lot more for Kyrie Irving. But, I mean, Steve, again, I know we've said it ad nauseum. I know I've spoken on it, but just, again, my two cents. I mean, that was the 11th hour, right? That was the – out of nowhere, they had more time and more of a heads up to, to at least get situated and try to maximize value for KD, you know? You remember that. But then and then LeBron – or, sorry, then K, Kyrie, who had just said he's going to stay, he tells everybody he stays before he dumps them, you know, the, the crazy ex-girlfriend. No, and then Kyrie randomly said, no, now I want out. And they were like, what the heck? How are we going to re- – so they were, like, totally panicked. So they got, you know, 60 cents in the dollar. They couldn't get full value for, for Kyrie because he screwed him over. He didn't give him any time. He suddenly said, oh, now I'm out too. Trade me right now. Like, dude, the GM is like, what? <laughs> GM probably didn't sleep that whole week. They had to get what they could for Kyrie. He really, he really screwed him over the way he did that. It sucks. Yeah, but Man, they still uh, honestly they still could have gotten more. I would have sent them to Taiwan. I don't care where I'm trading them. It's, it was a matter of trying to get as much as you could. So, yeah, Dinwiddie and a couple role players. Yeah, they could have gotten better. I know. I agree. It's just hard. I mean, if they make 
10 calls and seven or eight of those teams are like, no, we don't want that Steve on our team. No, thank you. And they hang up and the Nets are like, well, we got to get right. something for this guy. You know what I mean? Maybe a lot of teams didn't even want Kyrie. Got to think about that way. Yeah. Too. I mean, uh, a lot, I a lot know. more people want, uh, want a lot more people want KD than they wanted Kyrie. Easier to get more for KD. I mean, I don't know about the status of uh, of Dallas's first round picks, but I think they could have gotten a first from Dallas. Yeah, if at all possible. But yet, for some reason, they decided to settle on just you know two picks overall. Or, I mean, on two players. So, man, look at look at this. Uh, 35 to 9. And the first wow. quarter is about, to, is about to come to an end here. This isn't even a game. No, it isn't. 35 to 9? I've never seen a game like yeah, that before. 30. 35 to 9, and it's it, it, this isn't even a game. Going on to the other games from earlier today, the Phoenix Suns take a commanding 3-1 to one series lead with a 1-12, to 12, 100 victory over the L.A. Clippers without Kyrie Irving. And... By the way, Kyrie's are not, not Kyrie Irving without Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. This is what happens when we get talking about Kyrie. Uh, yeah, I lose my mind. I don't know about you. I get all, I get all flustered. Yeah, without without Kawhi Leonard, and I'm I need to add here that uh, the Kawhi Leonard situation, <laughs> he wanted to play. The Clippers said oh. no. I, I don't know, man. I haven't read that report yet, but, I mean, yeah, Mr. Load Management, who knows? Oh, yeah, I meant to show up to work, but well, behind this, they're not going to say, oh, no, he actually said he doesn't want to play. So, obviously, the Clippers aren't going to say anything. He, Ky, if Kyrie's lying, no one's going to say he is. I mean, he, like, runs no, that this, team. No. So, who knows? Yeah, but this, uh, this, is, from, this is from one of the uh, one of the people who was actually working the game. Oh, uh, uh, okay. That, okay. My bad. That they said basically what they reported was that he was still dealing with uh, with knee swelling, uh, but it was but it was not considered it was not considered to be a pain tolerance issue. Uh, that he, you know, he had gotten into he had gotten into uniform and basically L.A. said, "Yeah, no, you're not playing." Interesting. I digress. I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't look at that enough. I didn't realize that. Whenever I hear stuff about Kyrie not playing, I just figure, oh, he's just doing load management. Maybe maybe he was at a yeah, club no. till five a.m. So maybe he was at a club till five a.m. So he doesn't feel like playing. Never know with him. However, though, I mean this uh, this is almost a foregone conclusion at this point. I think L.A. I think L.A. drops in five. I don't th- I don't think they I don't think they win game five. No, I don't see it. I don't see it. He's been in letdown. So this series, yeah, this series P- is P- almost. P- uh, P- I mean, PG's been at least a more durable guy. I don't. He's got some drama issues too. At least he's been suiting up, but now he's injured. So yeah, they're 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 falling apart. The Clippers are done this year. 
basically all all this all this is basically is it's almost as if Clippers management wants to try and just for wants to force it. It kind of makes you wonder if they're trying to come up with excuses to get rid of Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. You know, I would too. Incredible player, but I don't know about you guys. I don't want to invest all that heart and all that money into a guy where literally every day you wake up, is he going to play tonight? It just messes up the whole team. You know, his teammates aren't happy. Uh, ugly situation in L.A. I'd get rid of him. Lou, what's, Lou, what's your take on this situation with uh, with Kawhi Leonard and uh, and not playing in, in game three here? Or game yeah. four, I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, they'll have to do it with, without. I mean, you know, Larry's at the same player that he once was, too. Good point. Good point. Because you know, the, yeah. the thing is, if if he want if he wanted to, the the main thing I take about it, uh, I take from it, is that he wanted to play. And I said he wanted to play into the play. Him. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Lou. I agree with both of you. But no, Lou is totally right. Now that I think about it, over the, the these last five minutes, ten minutes talking about it, see, there's no way if, if Kyrie says I'm playing, they're not going to shut him down. What are they saving him for uh, a golf tournament? It's a playoff game. He's going to play maybe. if he wants to play. Yeah, maybe a golf tournament. Who knows? <laughs> no, I mean if he wants to play, he's going to play. Well, soon yeah. it'll be a golf tournament. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying, though. I mean. It's now or never. Yeah. If you if you seventy five percent, if you say you're gonna play, then liability wise, it's not like they're forcing them. You know what I mean? Their 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 butts are covered. If he wants to play, go out there and play. He he'd be playing if he said he wanted to play. I think. So I think maybe he was lying. I don't know. It's always something going on with Kylie or Kylie Leonard. I can't even pronounce the name. I like the name. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook though was the leading scorer, thirty seven points for the L A mm-hmm. Clippers. Uh, Norman I haven't watched, watched, watched a minute of that series yet. I don't know if I'm missing much or not. No, not really. Yeah. Honestly, Westbrook. you're not really missing much. Westbrook taking 35, um, 40 shots. Westbrook jacking up shots. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, it's just not, well, not the rest of Well, forced to now. Yeah. Yeah, no PG. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're screwed. I you have no uh, George. Leonard. You have no Leonard. I get. I mean, what is he? What? I mean, what do people expect him to? Do? What do? What do people expect him to do? Feed fucking no, Eric, right. uh, Eric Gordon. Yeah. You're right, and and for one, you know, I, I bash the guy like a pinata. I get that, but no, you're right. I mean, I at this point, uh, at this point, Westbrook does have the green light. Who the heck else is gonna shoot? So yeah, I guess he's. I'm cool with him shooting because no one else is gonna score close to thirty points on that roster. That's I mean, Marquee they had Morris twins. Morris twins, Zubak. I mean, weird, weird roster. <laughs> yeah, they they had Marcus Morris and they had Eric Gordon as their starting forwards tonight. Yeah, Morris, the both Morris brothers are terrible. They they'll take ten, they'll mm. they'll break ten shots in a row and like talk junk. They, they have no control, no no self awareness. They both think they're like stars. <laughs> it's a weird team. And plus, and plus, they had Ivica Zubac putting up only four points at the center <laughs> as, as the starting center. Uh, this uh, this team is cooked. In all honesty, this team is yeah. cooked. 
the series is done. Uh, yeah. The timer. The timer went Suns off. move pull, on. Pull them out of the oven. Pull them out of the oven. They're, they're done. Yeah. Uh, Lou, I think I'm getting those storms that you guys were getting. Uh oh. As it started, uh, yeah, it started thundering uh, around here. Okay. Uh, now we go to maybe the weirdest series I think I've seen so far. Miami absolutely spanks Milwaukee without Giannis Antetokounmpo, 121 to 99. I was dead wrong on that. And here's the thing that gets me, though, is Milwaukee spanked Miami last game without Giannis. Yeah. And now it's basically uh, today. All of a sudden, today, Jimmy Butler finally decided to kick in his playoff Jimmy, uh, <laughs> his playoff yeah. Jimmy attitude. And uh-huh. all of a sudden, now he's now he's shooting like he's in the playoffs again. Right. Yeah, I mean he's got some. He's got some. Not even I don't even know Diva, but a little drama around him sometimes. Different attitude stuff, but yeah, that guy. You got to give him respect when he turns it on. I mean, he is hardcore. He's a he's a championship level player. So yeah, I mean, if he starts going, they can beat people. It's weird now they don't have Tyler Hero. That's a huge piece. Yeah. So they're not going to go far, but they might advance past this round. I mean, Look at this, Ru- Rui Rui Hachimura, ten points already off of the bench for LA. Yeah, they got him for like five food stamps for like you know, two grand at the trade deadline. Nice trade. Oh, we we do have a final. The Toronto Maple Leafs oh. yep. with a two-to-one series lead now uh, following an overtime goal by Morgan Riley. Big-time player, Riley? Yes, he's considered to be their best defenseman. Nice. D-man with the big goal. Love to see it. And uh, Ryan O'Reilly got the uh, got the assist on the game-winning goal. So that's a that's a that's a huge uh, that's a huge game-winning goal for Toronto. Toronto, uh, especially yeah. against Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, let's see. The Rangers and Devils are headed to overtime with a one-to-one tie. Wow. Yeah. I'm waiting to see if Memphis can score like 20 points before uh, you know, 2 a.m. 38. Yeah, 13. I don't know. If that's I'm like, happen. I'm trying to like, I love, I love playoff NBA. I'm like, wishing that this could yeah. become a game. Catastrophe. Gosh, I know. I want this to be a good game. This... I want to enjoy this, you know, for the next two hours. This game's a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, so far, Ru- Rui Hachimura actually leads all Lakers scorers with ten points right now. He's a good player. You D'Angelo Gonzaga. Gonzaga. He was a big time top eight, top nine pick. Kind of in a weird situation in Washington. The Wizards. They didn't know how to handle him. They drafted a bunch of players that were like his same size. So he was like, whatever. Lost in the. Not a good fit for. And the Lakers just stole him for free. He was a big-time college player. Now he's now he's shining. Yep. Look Russell, Russell mm-hmm. Davis, and LeBron all have uh, all have eight apiece. 
And Even Memphis is Memphis is basically <laughs> attempting to just jack up three pointers and this hope is, that hope that they fall. Yeah, this is wow. Over before it's and here's another steal and yeah. another uh, another bu- uh, bucket. Desmond Bain apparently forgot how to dribble. Guy's been scoring 25 points a game for six months now. He can't play ha- basketball. We're oh, headed Brooks. towards a 30-point deficit right now. Dylan Brooks actually made a bucket. Now he can go talk smack again. <laughs> yeah. Poke yeah. the bear. Bear's, uh, bear's taking a number two all over your head. But, yeah, uh, you know, going back to the to the Miami series for a minute here, uh, a big game from Duncan Robinson off the bench, 20 points off of the bench wow. for Duncan Robinson. It looks like maybe he might be back to his old self uh, yeah. in the absence he's a, he's a of Tyler Harrow. He's been buried on that bench for months, so kind of good to see Duncan Robinson back in the mix. Yep, especially, especially with the absence of Tyler Harrow. Uh, yeah, he's a shooter. Now, he's a shooter. He can well, come in and fill it. And also Kyle Lowry, uh, he decided to show his face today uh, with 15 points. Yep. Just celebrated his you know, it kind of makes you, It kind of makes you wonder, you know, I, I said this, or I argued this earlier on Lou's podcast where I said that I don't think, I don't think Miami can stand toe-to-toe with Milwaukee. Maybe they can. And seriously, who would have thunk? I know the Greek freaks out, but like championship roster, I know Greek is you can't understate that loss, right? But hey, the Heat lost Hero too. That's a huge loss for the Heat. I yeah. mean, he, he's uh, Bam is Bam. You, when you see two good players, right? You always probably go size. So Bam's probably their most important player. Bam down low, but I mean, Hero and Butler. Hero might be their second best player. They don't have him, so it's kind of like. Not a not a draw, but they both have injuries. Wow. And now, yeah, Miami's just, Miami's lighting them up. Wow! So Memphis is arguing that the ball was off of LA, yet the re- the referees have ruled that the ball is off of Memphis, and LA yeah, the brings replay. the ball back the other way. Yeah, the, the replay TV is just mysteriously not working at the scores table. They're not even going to review it. Sorry, guys. Wow. Like Apparently, they don't yeah. check the uh, the TV anymore for a replay. The refs. That's that's cute. That's convenient. It's like they aren't they yeah. aren't even hiding it tonight. It immediately, immediately, LA ball. Yeah, it's like what is this? Yeah. Yeah, Memphis is like the villains. They're they're just getting no calls at all. You know, it's 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 they just aren't even hiding it right now. No, it's no. And love it or hate it, I mean, a lot of people, a lot more old school play, uh, fans. But I mean, we've all heard this. Sometimes I felt that way. But you know, NBA, there's probably no other pro sport where the refs can literally just flagrantly be biased on any given night. The ref is so erratic. They'll they'll literally just support another team one side for three hours, and people are like, up. Oh, Yep, the refs are doing it again. No other pro sport has uh, problems with the refs like this. They don't even hide it. You know what? Let me take a look here. Let me see who the who the officials are tonight. Okay. I'm very interested. Yeah, I'm interested to see if they're it's, using it's, Scott Foster. It's egregious. It's, it's evident. They're just 
giving them all the calls. Uh, yeah, you can win the game, but I mean, down 30 and getting no calls? Come on, make it interesting yeah. for an hour. All right, it's on see. fire, though. Look at this. NBA yeah, officials. Memphis looks, Memphis looks like an NIT Oh, no, team. it's Mark Davis tonight. It's Mark Davis and Ed Malloy as the two main referees. Is Jaron Jackson, what does he have, two or three fouls? I mean, I would play him until the wheels come off. You're down 30. you got to at least let him, let him foul out. Is he buried on the bench now? They yeah, like Jackson's already backups. at three. Jackson's like already all the at three. Then. Not going to come back with Jackson, that, four back. Yeah, Jackson and Bain are both at three already. Yeah. Yeah, Reeves is shooting like John Stockton. His lights out. That's a and actually, let me see right there. Was that? No, that was Conchar. Okay, so. Yeah, they're like, oh, I was checking to see game. if that was. Like, oh, you haven't played in three weeks, Conchar, so now you're going to have five fouls within 10 minutes. <laughs> Congrats on getting some playing time. Yeah. So if you come within five, if Memphis, you come within five feet of a Laker, you get a foul. That's the rule. This already has eight. Lakers only have five. And the Lakers fouls are more spread out. While Memphis, See, you got bad, three though. on Jackson, and you got three on yeah. Bain already. Yeah, and those are the two best guys besides Joff on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Like, like I said, the referees aren't even hiding it tonight. I don't think I can dream this guy. I don't think I can make this game be close. I'm, I'm really hoping for it, but <laughs> it's not looking good. So some of the other uh, – we mentioned awards earlier. Some of the other awards that have been brought out, the Sacramento Kings, they take home two awards. First, uh, De'Aaron Fox, he was named the Clutch Player of the Year this year. Yep. And Mike Brown, unanimous Coach of the Year winner. And honestly, I mean, look at what he did to the Sacramento team. Took a fledgling franchise and turned them around to be, what, the number three seed in the West? Yeah. Pretty remarkable. I mean, that right there, I mean, he was up against uh, Joe Mazzula and whoever Oklahoma City's coach is. Uh, You know, that right there. I don't. I don't need to see any other any other credentials to get yeah, to get all, to yeah, take we, Sacramento we all, we all love, from being. We all we all love we all love the Celtics coach, but I mean, come on, it's got to go to the Kings coach this year. To take Sacramento from being a joke, uh huh, yeah, to all of a sudden being a contender again. I mean, yeah. that right there should get should give him the coach of the year title right there. He literally. Yeah, it helps when you add Keegan Murray and uh, Sabonis and Fox are healthy, you know, yada, yada. But, yeah, I mean, Brown, out of nowhere, he turned that franchise around. Missoula was handed the keys to a pretty nice car. Missoula's done an amazing job, but, I mean, Brown Brown has done more. He deserves the uh, award. Oh, I, I agree. I agree without a doubt. Uh, Missoula, you know, his problem is, yeah, he was handed keys to the car, but – he just absolutely he has sucked this year when it comes to uh when it comes to making plays uh or when it comes to drawing up plays but also 
when it comes to uh, knowing when to make a call, knowing when to call a timeout, knowing when to make necessary adjustments. It's like Which sometimes is- he just stands there on the sidelines, completely stone cold, like uh, like he has no idea yeah. where the fuck he is. And those yeah. timeouts and those little those little substitutions and those little game plan changes are magnified. They're all the more important in the playoffs. Every every possession counts. Like literally, there's been there's been plays where, you know, people have implored him. They they've they they've implored him to you know, call for a, to call for a review, to call for a, to to make a coach's challenge. And he literally just stands there, dumbfounded, like like he yeah. has no idea where he is. Now you see your, now you see your guy, uh, the former coach, probably going to, maybe going to Toronto, I heard. They just fired Nick Nurse and Raptors. Yeah. Nick, you know, that's another thing, too. Nick Nurse, which, which, that's which, a which huge blame, mistake. I, which, I wish the Blazers would get I'm or or Nick Nurse now, but I mean Chauncey Billups is terrible in Portland. I want to see them get a new uh, coach, but whatever. If Billups if if Billups gets fired in Portland, Nick yeah. Nurse I think is on the short list. I have to be, and I'm not I'm not going to suddenly randomly shift into Portland. No one really cares. My my interest is winning. No. I'm so fed up. But I mean, Chauncey Billups it's like no play calling. Uh, he like laughs and like jokes with uh, opposing players while they're losing by thirty at home. He's like, you know, yeah, right. kind of like, hang- oh yeah, I guess I'm a head coach. This is cool. Uh, yeah, we're gonna give Dame Lillard the ball and let him shoot eighty times, and then uh, don't really have any play calling or any direction. It's like, yeah, Chauncey Billups, you gotta go. He's gotta get fired. Uh, I mean, I- yeah. I'm sorry, but this guy, this guy threw five uh, for Nick Nurse through five seasons. You know, granted, technically, technically, I guess you can, I guess you can say he missed the playoffs this year, even though he made the play-in tournament. But yeah. I consider the play-in tournament part of the playoffs. But whatever, some people, some people don't consider yeah. it that. Uh, so well, I'm going to consider it as part of the playoffs. But through five seasons else. that he was the head coach, he only missed the playoffs once. track record. And that was the year where they had a horrible 27 and 45 record. Wow. But he won an NBA title, then he lost in the conference semifinals, then he missed the playoffs. Uh, Last year, they lost in the first round, and this year, they lost in in the play-in tournament. Not his fault. They had a weird roster. It's not his fault. Uh, Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse, top five, I, I think, top five NBA coach, top six. Yeah. He's been coach of the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, he could be the. I, well, no, I like Jacques Vaughn in Brooklyn, but I mean, there's a lot. I'm, I'm, pro, I promise you this, guys. There's a lot. There's several teams in the NBA going. Oh, wow, Nick Nurse is available. Maybe mm-hmm. we might. We like our coach. Maybe we want to upgrade and hire Nick Nurse. I mean, you just you take a look at at players that they have. Pascal Siakam, it just seemed like he wasn't. I mean, he was putting up big numbers: twenty four point two points per game, seven point eight rebounds, five point eight assists. 
but it just it didn't seem like he was the same impact player that he's been in previous years. And the same with Fred Van Vliet. You know, Fred yeah. Van Vliet, it just it just man. seemed like it seemed like Van Vliet took steps back this year. That trend that you're speaking about, look at uh what, the reigning rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes for the Raptors. He kinda had an off year. He wasn't the same. He didn't take the next steps. And then they had Van Fleet, they had a lot of injuries. Next thing you know, you're like ten games under five hundred, barely getting to the plan. Yeah, I mean doomed all year. And they got rid of Nerf. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, I do give credit to Masayu Jury. He actually went out and got Jacob Pirtle. Brought he brought mm-hmm. back Jakob Pirtle from uh from from San Antonio. Uh he yeah. upgraded the you know, the center position by bringing him in. And, you know, honestly, that starting five, that's, that looks like a, a playoff contending starting five. Yeah, we, we've always said that on the show, on this show and on your show. We've always said that. They had the talent. It just, yeah, they added Pirtle yeah. uh, the center. It was like the last month of the year. Again, like kind of like weird chemistry. And going to the plan, boom, they got smoked. Kind of ran out of time. I mean, how the hell is Nick Nurse out of a job now, though? Maybe he asked him to get released. How do you fire like an awesome coach? I just, I never like to see that happen. I have no idea. As a matter of fact, let me look and see. He'll get a massive uh, offer within one month after the NBA finals are done. Yeah. Someone will lock him up quick. Yeah. He had, so he had a, uh, he had signed a multi-year extension in September of 2020. So I don't know. I don't know how many years were left on his deal, but you know, he had just a couple of years ago had signed a contract extension. So I I don't understand, you know, where. Toronto's thinking is here, unless unless it's the fact that they saw that Ime Udoka is on the uh, is on the market, and they decided they decided they wanted to be able to strike before somebody else does. I don't know. I've said it before, and I, I like Joe, and I think the Celtics definitely have a shot to win it all. If some something happens and they trip up and you know get bounced in the next two weeks, you might see Nick Nurse in uh, Boston next year. No, I don't know about that. They named Joe Mazzula the permanent head coach, so right. It's not, it's not like he's the interim head coach anymore. He's he's no, I really he like was him. named I the really, permanent. It's like going from like an A grade to an A grade. Yeah, it's probably not a smart move. You, you don't have to change yeah. it. I mean, Joe's done a great job, but I mean, Nurse is going to be in high demand. Several several different uh, franchises. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Celtics, uh, the other award that was given out, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, he took home the sixth man of the year this year uh, uh, over, I believe, who did he win over? Uh, over Bobby Portis and Emmanuel Quickly of the uh, of the Knicks. Yeah. And it looks like, uh, from what I remember, I believe Quickly came in second. Based off of some of the uh, based off of some of the media uh, polls that I had seen. Yeah, no, look so, at I mean, Memphis playing 
defense, and but that, John Morant can't even uh, hit the rim with a, a jump shot. Like, dude, they score forty uh, points tonight. God, L- Lakers are cooling off. Grizzlies cannot make a bucket. Yeah, that's, Gri- that's Lakers you know, are that's like, okay, actually, issue. we're gonna we're gonna give you a small chance to get back in the game, and the Grizzlies can't hit a layup. No, hit a shot, please. Jesus, what? I can't. I mean, it's hard to watch. It's literally, it's literally like they're expecting themselves to be fouled on every single attempt, and and, and a- that's AD why is they're like, uh, AD is like Wilt Chamberlain suddenly. Stunning, honestly, to to look, at, to look at how they're uh, how they're playing right now compared to compared to game two. Yeah, as a as a as a lifelong Laker hater, this is this is painful to watch. They're back. Oh, very painful. They're back, and they got the refs on their piggyback for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, NBA overtime has started. Looks like overtime has started for New Jersey and New York. Uh, also, at the en- at the end of one, the Colorado Avalanche with a two to one lead over the Seattle Kraken, off of goals from J.T. Comfer and Nathan McKinnon. Uh, Jaden Schwartz has the lone goal for the Seattle Kraken so far. Plenty of time left in that game with that series being tied at one apiece. This game was going exactly how it was going to go. I'm going to hope for a nice end to the Rangers Devils. I got that on the TV now. And then a miraculous, you know, in 15 minutes, go back to the Lakers. Hopefully it's a 20 point game. The Grizzlies have a small shot. They have played terrible. They can go on a run because the Grizzlies will play defense. And there's another foul. Or is They're playing horrendous. They're playing horrendous. And they're against the refs. So, yeah. I mean, we've seen, oh, yeah, we've seen, we've seen John Morant Morant and Desmond Bain and Jackson score 40 points on any night, and, and no one can hit a shot. I mean, everyone's playing terrible all at once. I mean, come on. They might go on a run after the second half. They got to get it within, like, 20 by the half. 20, you can, you can erase that deficit. I mean, the game's not even halfway over. Kind of right. optimistic, but we've seen stranger things. Likely, no. Possible, yeah. Close it wins. You can't go into half down 29 points, 30 points. No. If they can get it around 20, then, again, with Memphis's defense, they might come out really pissed off and actually maybe get a call or two in the second half. Who knows? Well... All right, if there is one thing Memphis is good at, it is making second-half adjustments. So Yeah, and I'm telling you, I mean, defense, yeah, I mean, they're playing like, you know, SHIT, but they have defense. I mean, they could hold L.A. to, you know, low-scoring second half, and then at least just start hitting some shots. I mean, they're playing like, the, you know, a bad NIT team right now. If right. they come out even playing close to their typical ball <laughs> – then it becomes a fourteen point. I think point they're lead. really Memphis, Memphis is awesome defense. They might come back. I, I don't know. I think Memphis is really missing Brandon Clark and Stephen Adams right now. Oh, I didn't even realize him either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think they're definitely. really missing. They're really missing their big men. 
Yeah, and I mean, look at LeBron now. I mean, he's basically a pat. I mean, dude, six nine, two sixty, he's a freight train, as big as Carl Malone, a lot bigger than Charles Barkley. And yeah, I mean, he's the biggest, one of the biggest guys in the court. And then you have AD. So the best Lakers are big dudes. The Grizzlies could really use their big bodies too. Yeah, that's yeah. not a good, not not the type of guys you want missing against the Lakers. Some of the some of the bigger guys. All right, some uh, some coaching news from around the NHL first. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, they have fired their head coach, Brad Larson, after two seasons. Uh, yeah. The Blue Jackets went 62-86-16 and 16 under Brad Larson with only a win percentage of just 42.7% in two seasons. Uh, they will – Start their search for a head coach immediately. The Washington Capitals, they um, have decided to part ways with head coach Peter Laviolette. Uh, through three seasons under Laviolette, the Capitals went 115, 78, and 27. Uh, they actually missed the playoffs this year for the first time in a long time. And speaking of missing the playoffs, because of that, of them doing so, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they have fired President of Hockey Operations Brian Burke, General Manager Ron Hextall, and Assistant General Manager Chris Pryor. And here we go, just like just like he's doing with uh, with boss with the Boston Red Sox, John Henry is now starting Uh-oh. to put in his own uh starting to put in his own leadership team after one year of owning the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, he's got to put his dirty paws all over that that once proud franchise. I've Flyers been rebuilding, resetting, rebuilding, resetting, uh changing coaches. Seems like uh quite a few years now. Kind of a Yeah, last, this uh, is the first time no direction, no this... direct no direction in Philly these days. This is the first time that the Penguins have missed the playoffs in 17 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm the first time Pittsburgh and Philly being an awesome, awesome team. Pittsburgh and Philly are just like doldrums. Yeah. Embarrassing. Well, Philly takes it to a whole new level, but Pittsburgh, uh, yeah. you know, Pittsburgh was kind of surprising, honestly, considering the talent that they have. I misspoke a bit. I thought you were talking about Philly with head blowing. No, I mean they just no. So far and... they haven't. So far they no. haven't fired John Tortorella. At least not yet. Okay. Well, they could. It may be coming though, considering Tortorella. his temper. It may be coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or a taser, or uh, a trip to a prison. Yeah, anything's possible with Tortorella. Guys, is hothead. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Anaheim Ducks, they have moved on from head coach Dallas Eakins. Uh, under Eakins' leadership, they were one of the worst defensive teams of the post-lockout era this year. Their 4.09 goals against per game were the highest in a single season since the 95-96 San Jose Sharks. And after four seasons... Eakins leaves Anaheim with a 147 and 44 record after four seasons. 
I think they mean bits of uh, bits of four seasons because that uh, that what's it called? Um, that math that math doesn't add up. Yeah. And also the Calgary Flames, uh, they have parted ways with General Manager Brad Treliving after the Calgary Flames uh, faltered well, towards the end of the season and they did not make the playoffs. So as a double, result, double, uh, Calgary heat has that, promoted... Huh? Sorry, Devils are putting the heat on the Rangers. They had a couple of great chances just now. It's, yeah. it's good overtime. It's the Devils game to win now. Yeah, that's it, man. They're... Uh... They're, they're out playing the Rangers right now, and it's okay. That's all that matters. Yeah. Feel a game here. Uh, guys, guys, just just a note. Uh, my connection seems to have gone down, so we may be going offline any second now. I think possibly. Right. Okay. So, just in case. All good. Uh, let me let me double check. Let me see if I'm still connected. Um. Because I was not expecting to lose my internet connection just now. But uh, we'll continue going for as long as I'm still connected here. Uh, The NFL, they have suspended James on Williams for six games for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Uh, Williams, along with wide receiver Stanley Berryhill, both received six-game suspensions for their violations, while fellow wide receiver Quintez Cephas and safety C.J. Moore were slapped with year-long bans. And not just that, but they were also subsequently released by the Detroit Lions. Well, man, yeah, Jamison Wilson, uh, Williams, uh, first-round pick, Alabama stud, he missed time with the ACL, so of course they give him a little, you know, six game. The other guys that are, you know, kind of the role players in the background, backups, they they release them quickly. Yeah, not a good move to uh, gamble when you're a pro player making millions. Yeah. Not a good look. You don't need uh, that, they that also, money. You don't, they don't need the pocket money that I chase with the uh, little DraftKings stuff. Yeah, the NFL did also suspend Commander's Edge rusher Shaka Tony for at least one year for violating the gambling policy as well. Uh, Tony was caught betting on NFL games, prompting an indefinite cool. suspension that requires a minimum one year. Eighty of the week, Lou show. Eighty of the week. What, Lou? Wow. Double Oh. My nephew is happy. Needed. Okay, fair enough. A much a much needed win for New Jersey. That's true. Hey, I'm, I'm, hey, hey, I'm a Rangers fan. Thing. Nobody's won a home race yet. I'm a Rangers fan, and I like seeing. I mean, now it's a series. Hey, God bless. I'm not. I'm not angry about it. I want to see this thing go go the full tilt, the full uh-huh. the full line. I mean, it was a battle. Hey, give me yep. a game. Now, now we got ourselves a ball game for the next, you know, week or two. Yeah, yeah. but that nobody's won. I don't mind yet. it. I don't mind it. Weird. I don't mind it. Uh, let's... 
yeah, let, let's see the, here. The, um, devil, the, devil, the devils like playing in the garden. I mean, it's right next door to their house. Like they're like, they're not they're not worried about playing in the garden. What's my house? This is gonna go. This is gonna go all the games. I'm telling you, devils can win the next two. They better be. Now, what's interesting? What's interesting though about Williams and Barry Hill's suspensions is that they bet on college football games, which is allowed. Oh. But. Huh. However, though, that's allowed, but they did so from league facilities, which is prohibited. That's why they yeah. got only a six-game suspension. Yeah, probably they, they kind of checked the Internet there. You probably don't want to log in at the Detroit Lions yeah. uh, building and at the Lions building and bet on their Internet. They, they kind of have an IT department that checks things. Yeah. Right. Not the smartest look. <laughs> No. Now, it does say, though, that uh, they will be able to participate in all off-season programs leading up to week one. So, uh, you know, they'll basically be getting ready for the season. You know, they'll be able to participate in programs. I don't know if they'll participate in – I don't know if they'll be able to participate in the preseason, though, in any preseason games. But – uh, and again, I mean, and again Williams, Detroit's one of the upstart kind of fast-rising young teams. Williams is the, let's be honest, I mean, the other guys, yeah, you never want to lose players, but you know, you're not talking about, you know, quarterback or, you know, linebacker, captain. The one key guy out of that is Jameson Williams. Six games, whatever. Yeah. He'll be back for, what, 70, yeah. 65, 70% of the season. So not a terrible yeah. loss, just not a good move, not a good kind of no. a black eye on the franchise. But right, I don't think it's going to affect their overall playoff push the whole season. No, no, I don't think it will. But it is, it is a bit of a setback though when you consider that he literally just spent half of the season uh, this year recovering from yeah. a torn ACL. Yeah, and, and they and they had the balls and they showed him the faith and and they took a chance on him to take him in the first round when they knew he couldn't hardly walk. I mean, they took him, and he yeah. couldn't even play for six months. And now he does this, and he's in the doghouse. James yeah. Williams. Uh, also, the, uh, probably the next biggest story when it comes to the NFL, uh, the Eagles, they have signed Jalen Hurts to a five-year, $255 million contract extension. How to do it. So now it says here, uh, with $15 million in incentives, the deal includes uh, about $179.3 million in guarantees. So yep. with $15 million incentives, he could earn up to a record $54 million per year in new money. I was catching some flack from the, from the Cowboys guy that I love on Lou's show about it. But, I mean, he earned it, yeah. and it's it, it, it's insane – Monopoly money at this point, but if people are getting it and they're filling those stadiums, if one guy deserves it, I think he does. So, I mean, yeah, I'm clapping over that. Also, if you look at the contract, the Eagles GM is very savvy. It's literally like I I saw some article. I saw a chart, a picture of Daniel Brown's contract versus Jalen Hurts. The Giants are paying like 100%. Like the Giants are giving Daniel Brown uh, destroying their salary cap starting immediately, like $35 a year. The next two years, the Eagles are paying Hurts like $10 million a year. 
the Giants are paying Daniel Brown like $30 million a year in the next two years. So the Eagles were pretty smart about it. And, I mean, if, if they weren't going to give him that, someone else would. So, Yeah. You know what I mean? It is what it is. That's kind of, it's the economy in the NFL. It's crazy money, but, yeah, I mean, and he's, he's, not, gonna, he's not the guy that's going to get arrested or sit out a game. I mean, the guy's a warrior. Right. So I think it's a good move. I mean, he did, you know, he has led them to a 23-11 and 11 record in the yeah. regular season through two seasons. And he became twice as good a player, and he was already pretty good. But, I mean, he became a superstar last year. Just coming off the Super Bowl, yeah, give the guy the money. Yeah. He's the man. Uh, I mean, he's the leader way, of Philly. By the way, a little, uh, a little update for – the NBA, uh, bad news for the Miami Heat. Looks like they have lost guard Victor Oladipo to a potential oh. left ACL tear. He's been ravaged, pillaged by injuries through the years. Remember, he was a superstar, like multi-All-American at uh, Indiana. Top five, top seven pick. Yeah. And he was a Pacer. He was drafted by his home state, Indiana Pacers. I mean, that guy's missed, you know. 200, 300, 400 games out of his career. So that's terrible news. It was good to that's see him back. That's what it looks like, at least. And he's, yeah, it was good to see him back on the roster. He was playing well. Yeah, I mean, once those knees start going, yeah, they keep going. And by the way, the game winner for the Devils was scored by Dougie Hamilton. Oh, got a wow. clear player. Oh, great. <laughs> Former Boston Bruin. Former Boston oh. Bruin Dougie oh, Hamilton see, uh, from from Nico Heischer <laughs> and Jesper Bratt at 11:36 of overtime. Yeah, they were. I was looking at that. I didn't want to see the Grizzlies nightmare, so I changed back to Devils, and they were. They looked like the better team that overtime. Keep knocking at the door. They 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 broke the door down and scored the goal. Sure did. By the way, I feel so bad for uh, I feel so bad for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, congratulations, you just got that new contract. But here's the bad news: now you have to work with uh, with former Patriots offensive coordinator Matt Patricia. Yeah, Uh-oh. one one of the lowlights of my uh, my spirituality and my mentality the last ten years. When I saw Sports Whispers post on Facebook, my good friend Steve Kent, you you alerted me of that disaster. Yeah, I saw a picture of uh, – I saw you laughing, and then I saw a picture of Patricia uh, looking at, hung over and overweight, you know, laughing with a pencil on his ear. I said, oh, welcome to Philadelphia. Yeah. I said, no, please no, no. This has to be a nightmare. I really should pay more attention yeah. to it. Oh, God. What, what is he, like, yeah, third he, uh, defensive, defensive special assistant or something? What is he, coaching the kicker? I want that guy nowhere near yeah. any play calling, nothing. Yeah, uh, no, they've hired him that- as a – they they hired him as a senior defensive assistant, but let's be honest. Yeah. He just came off of calling offensive calls. Call, he came off of calling offensive plays with the Patriots. Do you really think he's going to go back to, to helping with the defense? I also, I also like to think, I mean, I saw some crazy stuff, even with Andy Reid, who I love. I mean, the Eagles made some weird moves, but, I mean, they're coming off the Super They They have kind of a smart strategy going. I, I want to trust that they – know what they're doing. They're not going to bring in some, you know, bad egg or some random diva. He's got to know, like, his role. Right. I would they're hope not, I, I would I would hope yeah. he would know his role and, and fall they, back in line. Well, I mean, I, they just 
they've just signed Hurts. Love them or hate them, they're they're on a good trajectory. They 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 could get back to two or three Super Bowls in the next five or seven years. It's wide open in the NFC. Um, they just re-signed Hurts. They got their leader. They have two number one draft picks. They're rumored to try. They they might they might get uh, Derrick Henry in the next couple of days. So they're they're yeah, that's if they if they mess the up rumor. over Patricia, if they mess themselves up over by Patricia, due to him, I'm gonna be like, come on. So Patricia really has no headset. He's kind of just like hanging out with the kickers on the sideline. Uh, yeah, that was weird. That was stunning. I mean, imagine yeah. that lineup. If you add Derrick Henry, uh, who AJ by Brown, the way is easily Devontae easily Smith. an upgrade, easily an upgrade. Uh, uh, at the running back position, you would have Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard all in the same offense. And, and, and maybe three Hall of Fame lines, like the best offensive line, I think, in the last decade, anywhere. Yeah, I mean, absolutely loaded. Yeah. Derrick Henry's my favorite running back. I mean, that guy's just a beast. Yeah, like fourth and uh, third and two. I mean, Hurts is like their best running back. You add Derrick Henry? Please make it happen. I don't know what they're going to give up, but hey, if I was a tight, I would. If I had Derrick Henry in my team, I would never even dream of giving him up. But whatever, who knows what the Titans are thinking? I see. I mean, uh, from from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing the tenth overall pick could could possibly be. Uh... It has. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Titans are. You know, Tannehill's kind of getting long in the tooth and kind of trending downwards. He was, you know. The bloom is off his rose, so they're kind of like rebuilding. They don't like Malik Willis, so they really don't have a quarterback. They lost A.J. Brown <laughs> to the Eagles. Their GM got fired because of that deal. They've they've gone out and yeah. said that in the press. And now they're going to give the Eagles uh, Derek Henry. I mean, do, can we and just take over their whole team? We can just take over their whole team. By the way, too, this is, uh, this is coming from the host of American Ninja Warrior, who has the same agent. As Derrick Henry, so wow, wow, whoa! Two minutes today, I posted on Facebook. Of course, no one, one person liked it. So I'm like, big deal. No, I mean that would right. be that would be that would be a, a massive move, dude. Yeah, we'll see. You know, it it, it uh, you would one would think that he is a little bit informed, considering he does have the same age. Yeah. I'd almost rather hear that than than from Shefty or uh, you know, whatever. I, I respect all the big guys and you know the the beat writers and and the the, the guys who are plugged in. But yeah, what you just said, I mean, that's almost even more reputable. That's uh, so. Right. I'm assuming it's like friends with Henry or it's, you know maybe their wives are friends. But if that guy knows something, that means something to me. We'll see. I mean, they have to at least give up the tenth pick at least if I'm the Titans. Remember the Titans? Yeah, I don't oh. think so. Even though even though Henry has been a little injury prone, he's still worth the, uh, you know, he's still worth probably the tenth overall pick, which they could use to draft Bijan Robinson. There you go. You kind of reload on the fly. Henry, you know, he might have three more years. I love Henry, but Father Time is undefeated. So Eagles are making a push. Uh, Hertz is, I mean, Hertz is a damn good running back himself. Then you have Rashad Penny. Then you add Derrick Henry. They're passing team first, too. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you have Gainwell and Bob Scott, whatever. He's a gimmick. But, yeah, I mean, 
yeah, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and uh, a, a, just a wicked offensive line. Yeah, I mean, they're going all in. I, I really want them to get Derrick Henry. I never imagined they would even uh-huh. do that, but I, I'm a fan of that idea. Hey, well, guys, I know you don't pay look attention at this. to the U.S. Look at this. Memphis down. LeBron Hurt. LeBron Hurt. Memphis down 16 points. Look at this. It's again. I know you don't pay attention to the USFL, but you're not going to believe this score uh, on here. You ready? 85-2. No. Well, I'll, you're, you're close. Birmingham, 42. Memphis, 2. 2. Wow. Oh, I called the 2 part. I called the 2 part. That's impressive. You did. They can fire the whole coaching staff. The whole coaching staff. Just the safety? Play. Just the safety. Wow. That's pathetic. You might have done nothing. Yeah. It's like Sean McVay in the Super I think Bowl. It was sympathy, I think it was sympathy points, though. Oh, boy. That's like, uh, that's like McVay against the oh. Patriots in the Super Bowl. Did Dylan Brooks just low blow? I think he just yes. he punched yes. LeBron right in the nuts. <laughs> oh. No, he thought he was going between the legs of the ball. That's if he Now, watch these refs. What did I say? They're going to look to toss Brooks. Yeah, they're tossing him. Yeah, uh, not as bad as Draymond. Wow. But yeah, he's, he's he's getting tossed. He's getting tossed. I'm I'm telling you. Show me the replay. Memphis has better Memphis, Memphis has better uh, more scoring when Brooks is nowhere near the court. I'll tell you that much. Because Brooks shoots like he's Dominic uh, Wilkins, but he's not. Wow. Ejected. Nope. Flagrant. Oh, he's out. Okay, guys. No, watch him go on a run now. I don't care who's guarding LeBron. LeBron was getting his points. Now the drama's over. Get him in the locker room. Watch. Memphis is going to win this game. There he is. He's Memphis. gone. Watch. Oh, a Will Ferrell was clapping. Two and yeah. a Will, Ferrell was, Will, Will Ferrell was clapping. A flagrant two Ferrell. and a suspension. A flagrant two for uh, being a jacket. Did, yeah. did you guys see Will Ferrell yelling at him? That was great. No, I didn't. Either that or the red or the red hot chili peppers drummer. They're like twins. No, but he had like a purple, uh, like a cool like sweatshirt on with a beanie. I thought it was. Hey, Alex, I got my ridiculous one of the week for next week. There you go. I'm telling you. We were on the topic of quarterbacks. Uh, Brock Purdy has recently told reporters that he has avoided Tommy John surgery. Isn't he pretty? Oh, okay. okay. So, as a result, the 49ers have been have been shopping Trey Lance to different teams around the league. Oh, God. Guy like can't learn the play. If you think it's like you know Kyler Murray work ethic, massive. I have more to say about that. They don't. They don't, they don't want. They don't want. They don't want to play Trey Lance at all. Now they have no. a reason to get rid of him. Now they have an excuse to get rid of him. Dump him. That's the most dangerous thing in sports. You guys see it all the time. But these teams invest so much draft capital and money, they don't want to admit a mistake. Trey Lance is never going to be a starter on that Super Bowl team. Now they can get rid of him. Yeah. You'll see these bucks hang around for four or five years. Trey Lance, yeah, that was just a terrible pick. Down to four, down to fourteen, uh, fourteen points now. That's what I'm saying. That's wow. not. A, I don't think that's a foul. We'll see. Given these Lakers the calls, 
then it's going to balloon to 24 again. I mean, come on. Let them play a right, little bit. Right. The second Memphis, update, the, the Memphis, the second Memphis comes back alive, the refs are trying to put them down again. Also, an update in the Davis and Garcia fight. Tank Davis has caught Ryan Garcia with a with a counter left punch that sent Garcia down to the mat very early on in the second round here. Oh wow! For uh, for boxing fans, this is supposed to yeah, be Lou, one of your buddies. supposed to be a, a huge fight. Yeah, Lou, one of your buddies. I forget his name. He's he's really really awesome. Uh, from your show today, was saying that's a huge fight. Right. Well, Steve mentioned that. Oh Steve yeah, Davis other Steve. Yeah, it did. Yeah, Josh, can you wake up? Can Josh can Josh score fifteen points in the next hour? I think so. Well, how about that? He can get cooking. So Dylan Brooks got ejected with only two fouls. Jackson and Bain both still have three. Dancy Aldama has two. There we go. My guy Ben. My guy Ben here. Oh, that's a foul. See, that's a foul. Come on, man. Oh, here we go. Reeves yeah. wide open. Jesus. No, I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know if it was honestly. I, I that was, play, I you know up. that 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 turnover. I didn't see any fouls on that. Get up and finish it. Thank you, Jackson. What was I saying before? Jackson. Yeah, he has to play down low. He's almost seven feet tall. Can't live on the perimeter, man. Even when Anthony Davis is playing hard down low, get down low. All right, here we go. Yeah. Bain. Jackson, nice play. Nope, nope. Grizzly ball. There we go. That's a foul there. Jesus. Refs, swallow the whistle. Oh, yeah, that's a definite foul. God. And it took them like five seconds. Uh-oh, AD's gone. Is AD hurt? It's yeah. becoming unraveling at the scene, ladies uh, and gentlemen. I, I, never, I never wish injury on anyone. I wouldn't cry if he was. Just yeah, saying. he collided with somebody. He, he collided with like Hopefully a stoner. Hopefully they show the replay. Hopefully they show the replay because uh, on the original, on the original thing, it looked like he, it looked like he completely uh, destroyed somebody else. Yeah, yeah. the long-haired like stoner surfer guy in L.A. I think it's David Lee Roth, the long-haired blonde guy. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm a Van Halen fan. Whatever. No, am I, but I don't think that's related to it. But... Yeah. Panama. Oh, wow, I'll wait. Oh, of course. Pop the teacher. There, yep, yeah. yep, he goes back. Oh. Van Halen's incredible. Oh. And his ass yeah, went right, into, right my... into the camera, oh. right into the camera woman. The They're one of, my, uh, top, one of my top bands of all time. All right, AD. Sounds like you're, you're little, looks like you're a little shaken up. Take the night off, and Memphis is going to win this. Look at this, literally, guys. Less, not even two minutes into the third quarter, new game. This is becoming uh, his, a- his ass went right into the camera, woman. No more Dylan Brooks drama. Watch Memphis. Yeah. Memphis might. This is going to be a game. They're almost better with that brand. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, if you guys recall, at least one or two years recently, when Memphis, they keep getting this better and better every year. Wow, it seems dangerous. No, Memphis, I mean, that where he's like Michael Jordan, he takes all these crazy shots. It's like they're almost better without him. Now it's not about Brooks. Yeah. Now it's about the Memphis Grizzlies as a team. 
Yeah. Well, so, so far, John Morant you know I mean? leads with 16 points. Uh, oh, Dylan Brooks was Dylan Brooks was second on the team with seven. Now it's Santi Aldama with six. Yeah, my guy Bane. Bane might wake up too. Bane with five. Uh, Jaron Jackson yeah. and Xavier Tillman are asleep. They only have two. Well, wake uh, up. Kennard only has four. Give him a Red Bull. Wake him up. And the rest of the bench is asleep. So, uh, I mean, that, that, first half, that first half, they were like, I've seen bad high school teams score more points. So, I mean, well, yeah. you know, again, that's what if, if Memphis can be like a decent NIT team, they might be able to win this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they've not played uh, right. close to Memphis Grizzlies yeah. basketball. And now they're waking up a little bit. Get the coffee ready. Yeah. Or the smelling salts. That's all I wanted to. I don't know. I'm, I'm a dreamer. Yeah, I'm an eternal optimist. I just wanted a game. I didn't want it to be a 40-point blowout. Yeah, well, you never see. I, I'm having a basketball. <laughs> oh, by the way, I always, uh, like, I always, I always like Memphis, and I, hate, I always like Memphis, and I hate the Lakers. So I want the Grizzlies to try to make something happen tonight. Yeah. Staying in basketball for a minute here, it looks like the Washington Wizards have dismissed their general manager, Tommy Shepard. Uh, he was promoted in 2019 from interim GM to the regular GM position. Uh, he had been with the organization since 2003 in the front office before taking up the role as general manager, and now he is officially in the unemployment line. Now he's officially uh, posted his resume on Indeed. Ooh. Yeah, well, what did we say before? Yeah. Really nice of you to give away Rui Hachimura for free, and now you can get fired. Good job. Yeah. And who knows? Him, who knows how many, uh, <laughs> how many players may jump ship? Because, I mean, they got, okay. Kuzma, they got Kyle Kuzma. They got Kyle Kuzma. They got – Porzingis. They got Kristaps Porzingis potentially uh, hitting free agency. Yeah. Beal's locked in. He's doing the Lillard thing amazingly. He's like, no, I'm locked. Well, you know, I'd be pretty happy too if I was making $300 million. But he's like, no, I want to stay yeah. in Washington. Porzingis, who knows? The guy's pretty erratic emotionally. Who knows if he's on board? It's also like a waiting injury to happen. Right. Beal and Kuzma. Kuzma keeps going, keeps telling people and TMZ and all this crap that he, he wants to go back to L.A. Well, dude, so yeah. maybe he's out the door. But, I mean, Beal, I like Porzingis. He's a wild card, though. I mean, the guy can't stay healthy, so. I know. I don't know. Beal, I mean, Beal, Porzingis, you know, uh, 2K roster, I'll take them. They got some nice talent, but the real life's different. Going to uh, baseball for a minute here. Uh the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Rays, they have lost one of their starters. Uh, Jeffrey Springs is yep. expected to undergo Tommy John yeah. surgery, and he will miss the remainder of this season. Uh, just uh, when it looked like he was going to be a breakout star for the Rays this year, uh, his season gets cut short. And they called up uh, Taj Bradley, who's like a young, smaller David Price. He's like 21 right. years old. They've given yeah. him two stars. Two starts, he's two and zero, oh, and I think he has about sixteen strikeouts in like eleven innings. 
Yeah, his debut, he's considered he had, to be. His debut, had three, three innings in his debut through three innings, he had eight strikes. Oh. I mean. Oh, my God, LeBron. Oh, and I'm going, um, I'm going to the tropics. I'm seeing the Rays Astros Tuesday, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, the Rays just. The Rays won again tonight uh, in uh, bottom of the ninth today, second day in a row. They're 18-3. 18 what a reverse dunk by LeBron. Yeah. Rays is 13-0 at home. Yeah, I know. You know, the, Ray, the Rays, they have uh, they've continued to, uh, to, to keep afloat atop the, uh, atop the AL East. Only three losses still. And guys, we probably won't see that. I, I don't know many times ever, but I mean, literally, they have like get everyone in. Someone gets injured, they plug someone in. They call up people all the time. I mean, yeah. Now they have they they have a younger guy who just came up that I was talking about. He's probably better than Spring, so they just lost. They just reload every day. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and uh, remarkable. Remarkable. It looks like there's trouble in New York on both sides of the of the city. Uh, first off, with the Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton is expected to miss four to six weeks with a left hamstring strain. He's a favorite Yankee. Yankee. Get rid of him. <laughs> so he's been he's been diagnosed with a grade two strain which will keep him out at the very least one month. Uh, and given his extensive uh, injury history, it may be longer, actually, because they are, the Yankees are not expected to rush him back at any point. Uh, also, uh, Max Scherzer on the other side of New York. Max Scherzer has been slapped with a 10-game suspension after uh, – after cheating, basically, where yeah. basically they deemed that his pitching hand was too sticky, and this came after he was forced to change his glove earlier in the game. And despite Scherzer's insistence that it was just sweat and rosin, uh, basically the home plate umpire, Dan Bellino, had said that his hand was the stickiest of any pitcher he's inspected since the since the new rules came into play two years ago. And the thing is, Rosen is allowed to be used by pitchers, but there is guidance on overuse, including having it on a pitcher's glove. And yeah. the report also adds that uh, Rosen isn't expected to be, or it, it isn't supposed to be applied anywhere other than the mound. So if that's the case, it doesn't appear, or it doesn't appear that enforcement has been equal across the board so far this season. Uh, Scherzer, it's no word yet if he's going to appeal it, uh, but hopefully this situation can shine a light on what exactly is allowed to be used and when and where it can be applied. But it's a gray area. But either way, he's been a letdown. Started out on fire last year, the big, you know, Steve Cohen splash. Yeah, whoop you do high-five. And then he got lit up, what, down the stretch last year for the Mets. Wasn't wasn't the big-time pitcher in the clutch for them, and now he's doing this. And then Verlander hasn't even, hasn't even pitched a, a ball yet. So, yeah, right. probably not the best idea to keep signing, you know, Hall of Famers that are, like, 41 years old. Maybe 
groom and uh, get younger pitchers? I don't know. Just an idea, Matt. Right. It, it almost seems like everything is starting to fall apart out in uh, out in New York on Mets both lineup, sides. Uh, you can't keep signing 40-year-old pitchers. I mean, Mets lineup is sweet. But... Yeah, Although the Mets there. are close to the top of the NL East, though. They're only a half game out. They lost to San Fran today, but they, they, I think they won about six or seven. I mean, they're fine, but, like, fine is fine, but fine's not uh, Atlanta Braves. So, and then the Phillies, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Mets could finish first. They could finish third in that division. They got a lot of competition. Oh, Phillies, Ra- the, Braves the Phillies. Phillies are a completely different story, though. I mean, it's kind of well, an they're, embarrassment they're missing, they're what they've done the so far. Player. They're missing their best player, and it's the longest season in sports. So the Phillies could still win 100 games. Braves and no Reese Hoskins, too. Team. And Braves actually have young arms, unlike the Mets. They don't get injured every other day. So right. we'll and they have no Reese Hoskins, too. Yeah, true, true. Considering he's out for the year. Great lineup either way. Bohm's playing much better. Bryson Scott's playing great. Look at Castellanos. Right. Those would be fun. Uh, but maybe one of the biggest surprises, though, this week, the Arizona Diamondbacks have designated left-hander Madison Bumgarner for assignment. Mad now, Bum. it's a surprising well, call, but not go. not he's because of his not because of his performance. But it's it's because of how much money that the Diamondbacks still need to pay him. Because of his goatee, but yeah, no, that's what I heard. But no, you're right. Um, yeah, no, he's done. He's throwing like 80 mile an hour fastballs. Time to hang him up, Mad Bum. Oh yeah, they got to eat a bunch of. But he still worded his real name, Bum. Yeah, and oh, yeah. he still owed 37 million dollars over the next two years. He went from Mad Bum to a really angry Bum. Oh yeah. And Arizona's not a big be um, <laughs> bummy bum 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 bum. No, but I mean yeah. Arizona's not the type to uh, burn money like the Mets or the Yankees or the Dodgers. So yeah, they're, it's more painful when they got to eat those big contracts. Yeah, Arizona's not, got a nice young not, team. They got a nice young team overall too. But yeah, they they don't need them. They're they're cutting them. Now now it looks like, it looks like top prospect Brandon Brandon Fod might get the uh, call. Uh, in the coming yeah, days to uh, he's to take stud. his spot in the rotation. Yeah, he's the stud I heard. Yeah, Tommy does everything. Maybe they, maybe they didn't want him, and now they have a reason to let him go. Now now you got a twenty two year old stud coming in. They might be better off without the uh, the bummer. Right uh, the Minnesota Twins they signed uh, starting pitcher Pablo Lopez to a four year. Extension worth about seventy three and a half million. Uh, it runs through twenty twenty seven, and it is now official. Uh, and you know this comes after they sent the AL batting champ over to the Marlins, uh, Luis Arias, in order to acquire him this off season. But so far, he has a one point seven three ERA and thirty three to six strikeout to walk ratio through 26 innings in four starts with Minnesota. So now he's considered yeah. to be the centerpiece moving forward for them. Yeah. And that's one of those, you know, he doesn't have that, you know, Hall of Fame background or, you know, five-time all-star, but yeah, I mean, Marlins tend to manufacture and produce and draft awesome young arms. 
but yeah, and he was the centerpiece. Darius is hitting 350 again. So yeah, they lock him up now, or you can wait two months, see if he's actually this this good, and but then that that contract demand might double. So they kind of bit the bullet and locked him up now. They're banking on him sustaining this. Yeah, I could see him sustaining it. Yeah, again, the Marlins have they know how to how to scout arms. I don't know something in the water in Florida. Rays and Marlins, they always have great pitchers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would be very surprised if if he can't sustain the level of play, especially considering now that he's on a better team uh, in the Twins than than what he was dealing with in Miami. Yeah. He used to have less run support than Jake DeGrom. Almost. Uh, Let's see. Some of the other bits of – of news around the league. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds, they have come to an agreement on a six-year, $53 million contract extension with Hunter Green. Uh, and it says here the, the deal buys out Green's first two free agent seasons, and it also includes a $21 million club option for a seventh year. Uh, one of the rare deals that looks like a terrific deal for both sides as the Reds will lock up their rotation anchor for the next seven seasons uh, while yep. uh, he gets a guaranteed deal that protects against injury. Former number one overall pick, six foot four, literally throws as hard as Oral Chapman. Good move for the small market Reds. Lock him up when you can. Like, like the Rays, they'll, they'll randomly, they locked up Wander Franco. I mean, the Reds don't have that, all that money, but they'll they'll make a good move here and there. That's a good move. Right. And now it sounds like they're they're trying to lock up uh, Nick Lodolo to an extension, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, six, foot six, six foot six lefty. Yeah, total stud. You got two great young pitchers there. Yeah, they better lock him up. And maybe the Reds are on to something. They got a good a lot of good young bats. They their minor minor league system's loaded. Remember they traded Castillo. They got a bunch of y- good young players back on trades the last couple of years. So yeah. they're about to have three or four really good young players come up uh, in their lineup. Maybe they're not right. right finally. Uh, some nice moves in Cincy. Also, uh, speaking of young starters, uh, Chris Bubich of the Kansas City Royals, uh, he needs season-ending Tommy John surgery. Uh, and after after being poised to take a step forward through his first couple of starts, uh, his development will now come to a screeching halt, as not only will he be out this year, but he will be sidelined likely through the early part of next year as well. Oh, terrible. Uh, it's Rogue. terrible news for a team that's been looking to try and get back to uh to postseason glory that they uh that they once had uh you know yeah. over the last decade. Not too long ago. And real quick, I mean look, they're they're almost like the Tigers. Uh, yeah. like literally the last, you know, seven or eight years they've drafted like really top five picks, like you know, can't miss number one pick arms, no one's panned out. They've, the Tigers and the Royals have been drafting busts. So, yeah, which another guy. Very, they're all injured, or they're, they're all injured. They have anxiety issues, or BL all the time. I mean, they, they, none of their picks have panned out, and that's what you get after a while. I mean, they're both just, you know, stellar bottom feeders, unfortunately. Right. 
Oh, we got a game in uh, Seattle. The Seattle Kraken have tied the game up at three apiece with the Colorado nice. Avalanche at the end of two. Nice. And Memphis is within third. Well, fourteen. Yeah, Memphis. Memphis is still. Uh, Memphis is trying to make a game out of it, and also not to mention, uh, fouls are starting to pile up on the Lakers here. Wow. Yes, Adam Silver at halftime was like, guys, this is too obvious. You got to start calling a cube on uh, LA. Make it look decent. Okay, sir. And Jared, well, Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt has four fouls already. Good for him. Okay. It's amazing how the tides turn when the refs are actually normal. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing what you can get. Yeah, with a fair game. It's amazing how the Grizzlies are a better team and they're actually yeah. might be able to win now. Amazing how that works. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Seattle, they got goals from Jamie Alexiak and Maddie Beneers in the second period. Uh, Kale McCarr scored the goal for Colorado, which is now why it's 3-3 three to three after two. So that's uh, – I mean, imagine if Seattle can knock off Colorado, the defending Stanley Cup champions in the huge, first round. Huge. huge. And you'll move both. You know, you guys definitely have some great hockey insight. You're telling me. I mean, they're, they're a live dog. Yeah, thank you. They're capable. They get some confidence, yeah. steal a couple games. Now they can win it. I mean, they can get past yeah, Colorado maybe. I mean, I probably would have put, I, you know, if I if I was one to bet on uh, on hockey, I would probably have put money on Seattle in uh, yeah. b- before the uh, what's it called before the first round began. Yeah, good call. I always have fun, man. And, you know, here and there, it's legal now where I'm from. Yeah. Some people know stocks. I don't I don't know Matt that well, but I know these teams. Yeah, I mean Seattle, that would have been a good bet. Now here's what I love with the Lakers. The, like D'Angelo Russell just now just got fouled for uh, for uh, t- for two shots. Literally, you know, the Lakers can jump anywhere and they'll get a foul call magically. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been taking acting lessons from uh, Will Ferrell, who's sitting right below one of the hoops. It's that uh, uh, remarkable. Very good actors. Impressive. Uh, Rui Hachimura acting like he's Michael Jordan. Well, I mean, he did just get it in, so. <laughs> yeah, but. And they got him for free. They got him for free, and the Wizards GM got fired. Yeah. All right, Bane, let's go. Where's the foul this, there? This, 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 Bane's got to go to work right now. Oh. Where, where's the foul? Where's the foul against Morant? Wow. Yeah, little. Uh, Aldema, I don't know. Good idea. I mean, yeah, they're relying on our rookies from Colgate versus uh, two Hall of Famers. Not, not the Did best. Did that Aldemar. shot not go in? Did that shot not go in? No, somehow Aldema, uh Yeah. Yes, it did. Well, the Lakers didn't. The Lakers didn't play it off of the uh, off of the outside like it like it had gone in. No, Grizz- Grizzlies didn't score that hoop. Lakers went the other way. They didn't? No, Adama, the big oh, the wow. taller guy from Colgate, the rookie, didn't score yeah. that. 
And again, oh, it he looked got like, it looked like again, it had gone in. He got touched, but again, he's not wearing a Lakers jersey, so the refs didn't care. And here we go. They're just they're allowing they're allowing LA to build to build back that lead again. <laughs> Adam Silver is making some phone calls. Refs are back on board with the Lakers. Let's see. That that makes three who, who, for Aldama. Who, who do the Lakers play next? Or Grizzlies? I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe the Lakers yeah. could advance. They don't belong in the playoffs. Who's the next? Uh, let's who's see. gonna kill well, the Lakers for me? From that run they had back, in, you know, from being ten, two and ten early in the season to this, I think it's pretty remarkable that they did make it. It is. It is. I didn't like them rebuilding the roster for free at the trade deadline. That it's like the NBA, the NBA tries to help the Lakers. They don't help other teams. Like that's not fair to me. But whatever. I think Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies would have. Uh, no, they wouldn't have Golden State. Who would they have? Um, wait a minute. Maybe Sacramento. <laughs> they would have no, Phoenix. A, I think. Bracket. Okay. I mean, Grizz got to get I out think. of the series. They going back to Grizzlies. It depends. depends. They, they stay in L.A. But anyways, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, thank you to Lou, Diane, and Alex for joining me as always. Uh, a reminder, the Survivor 44 recap podcast will be on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can find us on blogtalkradio.com slash AE. Also on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and all of our podcast networks. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend, and we will see you guys next Saturday night for another edition of Sports Whispers Weekly. You guys, good night. Two great shows today. Good job, guys. Later.